so I have to do less of recap than I thought this session. Um, oh, starting off, I remember. Go around and do <laughs> your name, your character's name, and class character that whole bit yeah. that we do. Yeah, we've been doing it. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Session right at the beginning. <laughs> totally. <laughs> we never forget. Hi, I'm Rose. I'm playing Euterpe, the High Elf Bard. And I'm Kelsey. I play Vantis, the Tiefling Druid. I'm Jane. I play Theo, the Human Investigator, which is a mix of Rogue and Alchemist. I'm Alex, and I play Aaron, the Triton Fighter. Okay, cool. I'm Liz. I DM. We're gonna put this guy here because that's better for that. Um. So last session ended immediately with so Lady Naji is a client of your sort of patron-esque figure, uh, Gareth Kesby, <laughs> who you are, through complicated circumstances, indebted to. She requested more information about a certain kind of dragon that you had seen at the attack on Penser a few, about a week ago now, I believe, when she got your information about there being a dragon made of flames in the castle. Uh, she mentioned that this had happened before, gave you a few instances, and asked you to help her steal a book that the university in Benvalor, the city you are currently in, would not let her have. Complicated circumstances. <laughs> you got sort of caught. You did get the book back to her. You did get the book back to her. She managed to hurriedly translate one of the last pages, but did not translate the entire section and is currently being arrested. Oh no. Uh. We open, you guys have, you have just, uh, Euterpe has just read aloud the little translation that Lady Henrian Naji managed to translate out of the journal, which uh, told you that the only other type of sort of elemental dragon or plain touched dragon that there seem to be notes about are shadow dragons, which have been touched by the shadow fell. It told you that the first one was created purposefully as a weapon by the Raven Queen, a god of death and memory. All of you, roll me a religion check. Look at that. Sure. Uh, 15. 21. 13. 14. 16. 14. Only Theo has ever heard of the Raven Queen before. The rest of you have no idea who that is. Uh, can you tell me something about the Raven Queen? Because Jane has not heard of her. <laughs> uh, the Raven Queen rules over the Shadowfell. She does not reside in Mount Celestia with the other gods. That's probably actually about all you know about her. You've heard the name. Okay. God of Death and Memory lives in the Shadowfell. Cool. There we go. That's kind, it. Kind of a bad... A bad person, a dangerous opponent. <laughs> you may I mean, draw being a god, but you may draw your own conclusions. Definitely sketchy. <laughs> um. Misunderstood. <laughs> god. <laughs> All of a sudden, I feel like the uh, I feel like I'm getting side eyed by a mysterious raven. <laughs> <laughs> Is an appropriate prop for the session. Yeah. I assume there are blank looks on other people's faces, so I explain who the Raven Queen is, at least to the extent that I can. Well, I mean, I don't know what we do if... I guess we just pass the information along if we can? Yeah, I guess. We can tell um, Lord Nachi. 
Lady. Lady Naji is the one you've been dealing with. Lord Naji is quite Lord old. Lord Rowland, yes. Lord Rowland. Oh, right, the senile dude. Yeah. In <laughs> fact, as you mentioned that, uh, there's an, the door to the library does open, and this old, old human man, sort of purposely straightening himself a little bit now. You remember you saw him going down the stairs and sort of purposely disheveling himself. He now straightens himself again. He comes in. Um, his eyes go like straight to the book in question. He says, um, you have to get that out of here. Where? Any hide it somewhere on your persons, any of you. Wait. Uh, what? I, we was going to be returned. Yeah, we were giving this back. My daughter is being escorted to a guard tower. I'm sure I'll remember which one. Or someone will. At any rate, she's being escorted to a guard tower. She did not have enough time with the book itself. I stalled as long as I could. But she will need more time with it to translate it. She will meet back up with you. If you take if it is not if it is discovered in this house, it will be taken back. She will never have another chance with it. I'm not comfortable taking this. Sir, we've already gone out on quite the limb for I this will book pay whatever the university asks to replace the book. Or give it a different book. She will return it when she can, but for now. It needs to disappear. I can make a potion that would let anybody read Draconic, and we could get it back. We could give it back tomorrow. You know, we could I... just have somebody copy it over so that she can read it, and then we can give it back, regardless of when she gets out. I feel uncomfortable. I have a vested interest in my doing, staying above board, being the sort of thing I can... Henrian has ensured that none of your names will be on this record. That's impressive. <laughs> and she has she claimed to... responsibility for the theft. Wow. Um, will she be able to keep that if the book is found on any of us? Then ensure it isn't found on any of you. That seems to be the issue. Well, we tried that before, and it didn't go well. Well, I'm, I just I grabbed the book and put it in my bag. Okay. Cool. It won't be found on you. <laughs> cool. There you go. Okay. Actually, I'm okay with that. <laughs> and we'll translate it as soon as we can, and then we'll give it back. I would recommend, given that there are nuances of languages, that you let her see it. Well, it's better we're not here, though, right now, right? No, we should we go. Should leave. She will. The Northern God Tower. One of the God Towers. I will go and. Ensure that everything is taken care of, and then, oh, we'll figure out next steps. Yeah. But she will contact you. I sort of want to insight that he's not like, I don't know, somehow trying to screw us over. Okay. Um, Why is he making this request? Yeah, eighteen. He seems to have a great reverence for the book, but what you're really getting is he knows his daughter wants this book. He knows what she's done to get it, he wants to make sure she has her time with it. Okay. That seems to be his entirely, but he's not particularly interested in any of you. Like, he doesn't, like, dislike you. He's not, you don't get any, like, negative vibes off of him. His entire focus seems to be on his daughter who was just arrested. We have another job to do today anyway. We should just yeah. head out and do yes. that and not yeah. be here. That sounds good. Good plan. Yeah, sure. Let's do that. Yeah. Is there, like, a back exit that we can leave through? Yes, yes, this way. And he's like, starts slowly. He doesn't lead you down the stairs. He actually leads you through... He leads you through a back 
bedroom, which you suspect is his daughter's bedroom. There's like a staircase that goes off of the side of it. Uh, as you go through, roll perception. I'm gonna say 10. 10. 19. Aaron, as you go through, no one else, only Aaron, as you go through, you notice there's sort of a theme to some of the decorations in this room. A lot of the the paintings, you know, some of the patterns of like the, uh, the bedclothes, stuff like that. There's sort of a theme of birds. Any particular kind of bird? Roll me a nature check. Oh, yeah, so well. <laughs> That's a two. <laughs> They're different colors, for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of birds. Do you say this out loud? Yeah. And it's just like, then you guys do notice it does look like there's, it's not like overpowering. There's a bird pattern on the bedspread. There's like, basically every painting in the room is of some kind of a bird. And they all seem to be by a similar hand. So it looks like maybe she paints birds. Okay. And different types of birds. Roll me nature. I'm better at that than Aaron. I have to leave. <laughs> Theoretically. I, I have rolled only nat 10 today. That's so weird. 14. And I've got a 17. Well, I might as well roll nature and do it. Yeah, that is um, your thing. I'm not that bright, so um, that's a 17. Theo and Vantis. Vantis, there's more sort of like observation of the world. You get an idea of what this is. There's a lot of them that sort of live on coastlines as well. Theo, you read about these birds a lot. These all seem to be a species of corvids. Okay. That's interesting. Huh. Why? Do you... I, I turn to uh, Lord Naji. Mm-hmm. Do you know why she likes Corbin so much? She has this childhood friend who has a bird with her at almost all times. <laughs> <laughs> Not that reaction was in character. <laughs> Just she turpy swearing under her breath. <laughs> and this friend's name is... No... But I can't remember. It's been so long since I've seen her. Could you tell me more about this friend? She has a bird with her. <laughs> at almost all times. Anything else you remember? A high elf from Shadal? <laughs> <laughs> that's oh dear. about it. Yes. That's about it. The staircase is this way. Thanks. Thank you. By the way, none of the rest of you have any idea why Euterpe's no. reacting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. It's normal Euterpe weirdness. Yeah, Euterpe's yeah. just being weird. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. just like it's probably a, a wizard or something with a familiar. That's probably all it is. Mm-hmm. Euterpe did, in fact, like, when just kept swearing <laughs> under her breath. <laughs> probably an elvish. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, I've got a 26 insight on Euterpe. <laughs> She thinks she might know who this is, and it's someone she really doesn't like. Got it. How much does she not want to talk about it? Medium. Okay. She would talk if asked, but wouldn't say anything on her okay. own. Do you- well, first, you guys get out of the house. Roll me stealth checks. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, I couldn't have had the funny one. Not one. Not <laughs> one. Nineteen! Six. Oh. <laughs> Um, that's a, that's a half of you were not ones, and one of you was a failure. Uh, Euterpe, spooked by, like, everything, 
and almost almost inspired to a higher shade of excellence through something. <laughs> Some particular recently mentioned person. Um, it does manage to sneak out without being noticed. Uh, the rest of you, like, clang into some cans in the back alley, and you manage to run off quickly in a different direction. However, three of you were definitely spotted by a guardsman. Euterpe was not. Ah, joy. Um, Today's just not our day. Yeah, no. Uh, Which is worrying for later. Is the guardsman, like, deliberately looking after us? Like... The guardsman isn't going to stop you at the moment. It seems to have gotten out a notebook and is immediately taking notes. Writing down descriptions, it looks like. I mutter a choice word and keep going, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you guys get away. Uh, You start walking back toward Kesby's place, I guess? Yeah, I guess we... Mm -hmm. Because you're you you're gonna rendezvous point before we go to the thing. Yeah, you're gonna meet up with Dust at the inn you've been staying at. Okay. She yeah. had things to do so this morning. So we should head back there, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We can. Uh, how much do we want to tell her about our morning? <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we should tell her. She should know what she's getting herself into. Yeah. 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 Possibly. That's fair. Also, if. Guards are on the lookout for any of us. She might want to know. Yeah, and not associate with us potentially. Yes, yeah. that is a possibility. She should have a choice. Yep. Okay, so we do that. Cool. She, you, you go to the inn. Uh, do you guys talk along the way? I feel like we're all just kind of embarrassed at how badly all of that went. Euterpe <laughs> <laughs> looks unhappy, but she's not going to talk about it. <laughs> Yeah, I think we're all on the same page there. Okay. So, you guys reached the inn. Dust is waiting for you with your packs and things like that. Ready to go. Do you want to play out telling her this, or just want to spin the propellers? We tell her. (laughs) Okay. She is a little... Stealth is kind of her thing. So she's a little... It's less that she doesn't necessarily want to be associated with you. It's more that she's just disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe a little embarrassed for you. Yeah. Sounds right. Her tail's sort of twitching in this, oh god, kind of way. It's not that that we did it, it's that we got caught. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys set out. Yeah. And you set out along the way. It's, you should reach the the sea cave. It's about 4 p.m. now, so you should reach it by 5 p.m., I don't know if that's consistent with the timing of the last episode, but that's what it is now. That's what's happening. It works. Yeah, that's Um, definitely for. Yeah, for sure. So you head out. You do have an hour-long walk until you reach the sea caves. So you walk for an hour, and then you get there. During the walk, I mean, like, after we've left town, we'll (laughs) ask you, Terpy, hey, did you know anything about a person with a girl with the raven? It was, uh, it was rock. Um, a rook. Rook. <laughs> different thing, yeah. A rook. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was a rock. rock. <laughs> it was I not it. I don't know how she did it. It was a name, the Rock Johnson. It was started as a little baby rock on her shoulder. I'm touching my mic. It started as a little baby rock on her shoulder, and then it grew far faster than she did, because she's an elf. Anyways, it grew into a dwayne. <laughs> it was a rock. Okay. 
what, how do you know her? I mean, was this just like somebody? It's, this is uh, complex. Well, not that complex. Bit of a story. I, before this, I went on tour. Uh, might have heard of her. A lot of people have. Uh, Aethor Adderthrill. You might know her as Lady Aethor Adderthrill. You guys can roll checks. History checks. Is this within range of the rest of us? Oh. Yeah, for sure. Right? Oh, yeah, why not? It bounced from um, a 19 to a 3. It's a 17. <laughs> History? Yeah. It's a 9. So, Aaron, you grew up on the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. And then after that, you were a little preoccupied. You listened to bardic music when you could and stuff, but it was, you most remember the songs, not the artists. You probably didn't pay to go see concerts or anything like that. You mostly just kind of found places that were, you know, playing sad songs. And Yeah, that sounds right. Just like lonely corners of like <laughs> shitty bars with like a sad little <laughs> bar in the corner. Yeah. yeah. What are you? I'm also at a nine. Uh, yeah, so you don't follow music very much no, at all. Really. You haven't really had time for it. Yeah. And you had, do you play any instruments? Boy, I feel like I do, but I'm not sure. If you don't have proficiency with any, then technically no. Uh, no, yeah. I think I've kind of messed around with a whole bunch of different arts, but I just never really had a knack for any kind of music. Yeah, you had issues reading sheet music and stuff like that, so you just kind of stayed away from it Im- immediately. Yeah. So you, and it was sort of maybe a bit of a sore spot, so you like didn't go near it and didn't go out and listen to concerts or anything like that and didn't really pay that much attention. Vantas, of course you've heard of Aethor. <laughs> Who hasn't heard of Aethor? <laughs> Lady Aethor is one of the, has been for almost a century now, the, you know, like edging on like seriously 80 years of being basically top of the charts. Not that there are charts, but like, incredibly popular and always sort of reinventing her style and you know like known for giving really good concerts and stuff like that you've probably been to like one or two of her really big ones that she gave an asset yeah and i've been touring around i might have seen her someplace else yeah and she's all over the place like she tours basically constantly constantly staying with various nobles and stuff like that you don't know that much about her but you how how do you think you feel about her music she's sort of um She's played around with a lot of different styles. Most of what she does is popular stuff. Whatever sort of playing around with the, uh, a new musical style of the time. Concerts are pretty good. They have a nice energy to them. I'm just going to insight for how much I've picked up on how much... Yeah, no, I've totally picked up on how you feel about her. Um, oh, yeah, she's um, a d- decent music. She's a very good musician. I'll grant her that. Not as good of a person. I was her opener for a tour, and at the end, she decided to sit me down and tell me that I was a terrible bard because I wasn't skilled at subtlety and manipulation. So I set out to prove her wrong. By being a good bard your own way? Yeah. You can definitely be a good bard without subtlety and manipulation. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, you oftentimes figure out direct ways to go at things that... Maybe make more sense than trying to talk your way around them. I don't know much about barding, but you seem to be doing decent at it, so... Although, I think you want to be maybe a little bit more subtle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, sometimes... 
There's some value like, coming out today. Today, not your best day. But in general, you're good at farting. Says one of the two people who rolled a nat one. Yeah, I snuck out of your mansion. I did fine. I did fine when we were reading the book. I did my job fine. I'm just not good at stealth, but I never claimed to be good at stealth. So, anyways, she's terrible, and I'm here to prove that I'm a better bard than her. That's about it. Well, fair enough. That's reasonable. Have you ever given a good, uh, out of character, have you ever given a good performance while we've heard? Yeah. I remember. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the last night you guys went bar hopping, mm-hmm. and she made money to pay for your drinks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I covered all of your drinks. <laughs> It's just the first one in your mind that she definitely bombed. (laughs) That one does probably stick out very bad. (laughs) Also, like, I cast spells by playing, so you've heard me play a lot at this point, probably. Mm -hmm. You make it to the sea cave. It's a sea cave. The tide is low. You do see there's some sort of weird rock formation out around that does appear like it keeps the tides at sort of weird hours here, like it takes them longer to go in and out. Natural or artificial? Roll perception? Mm, roll investigation, I'll give you that. Aww. That one. Uh, no, I might just die, my, keep, my die keeps almost rolling onto something really good and then rolling back onto something really bad, so I've got an 11. It's been like this a long time. Cool. What's your passive perception? 19. Okay, uh, so you guys... Start to head towards the cave, and you head in, and uh, it all seems it's sort of dark and dingy in there. You're not going to be able to see in. Uh, both Theo and Dust notice a little some there's some bird flying around the outside of the cave, but it just looks like a bird. Is it by any chance a raven? It's not a raven. Okay. Or a sure. rook? Is it a rook? It's not a rook. Well, you can roll nature to see if you know what it is. 25. It's a nutcracker. What's a nutcracker doing here? That's in character. Uh Maybe there are nuts? With a 25, do I have any idea if a nutcracker would, in nature, you know, like a a wild nutcracker would Would, come to a sea cave? Would come to a sea cave. Roll me insight real quick while I pull up my notes on this bird. (laughs) Is it a Clark's nutcracker by any chance? don't know what a Clark's nut. It's a spotted nutcracker. Mm-hmm. They're mostly gray and black, so no. It is, yeah. I mean, this one is, you know, like black with spots of white and gray and that sort of, you know, like it is, it's not like a, there's black undertones, but it's mostly white and gray. Mm-hmm. Just have a lot of just birds around on their lives. We do. <laughs> um, the nutcracker tends to be in places where there are trees and it's actually more towards colder places with coniferous trees. Okay. So it's a little odd to see it here. I voice this aloud. So what's the chance the bird is someone's spy? <laughs> Knowing us? Reasonably high. I mean, so sick of birds. <laughs> she did say that she was going to try to keep an eye on uh, There would be punishment if we just took it and ran away. So this is probably uh, the person who hired yeah. us, like her insurance policy or whatever. Make sure that we don't yeah. just take it and run. Well, we're not going to be taking it and running, so no big deal. Yeah, I guess let's 
do this. Yeah. Okay. Um, so is you the walk cave- through doors first. Yeah. <laughs> is the cave underwater or is it just like little it like looks bits like of water at the bottom? There's bits of water at the bottom. Um, it looks like at this time of day, it, the tide's about as far out as it's going to get. So you have the most amount of time. As you spend more time there, it will start to fill up with water again. Good stuff. How um, long do we think we're going to be here for? Like in game? Like how long? In game, she gave us? you no indication of how deep in the cave it would be. She said that there's like sort of winding pathways, and it will angle down at a time. Okay. And okay. how long do we think we have until the water comes back in? Uh, roll me another. Roll me a survival check. Oh, good. I'm Here. good at those. That's a four. Ooh, I'll try one of those because yeah. it's water related. I can do this. Eight. <laughs> oh, not much better. Ooh, net 19. Oh, nice. Um, which is just a 19. <laughs> Aaron, you know water. Yeah. yeah. You know water super good. You can look at the way that these um, <laughs> rocks are and like the way that they probably control the tides. You probably have three to four hours there. It should be okay, hopefully. Excellent. And it doesn't, it seems like they'll be able to walk right, uh, like they'll be able to walk normally. I won't have to cast uh, water walk yet. Yeah, okay. no, you're okay. you're good at the moment. As oh, you get- both prepped water walk, huh? I just have it as a racial oh, thing. I forgot to tell you, Waterwalk is mislisted on the Grimoire site that I use as a second level spell. It is a, third, a third level spell. spell. Oh. oh, really? So I you thought don't it was have second. I thought okay. it was too, because it's listed on the Grimoire as second level. Oh, right. Slight so change in preparation then. Yeah, sorry. No worries. Um, but Aaron does have Waterwalk should you require it. As you go in, Theo and Dust in particular note that the Nutcracker follows you. So definitely a spy, right? Definitely a spy. It's fine. I'll um, just go with this. Yeah. So it I is, guess I'm going first to be the like. It is dark in the cave. I crack a light. Cool. It's bright green. Awesome. It looks creepy. Everyone looks a little monstrous. Nice. And I put it in a little holster that I have definitely made. Oh yeah, this is for the sure. We're talking about. Mm-hmm. Do you want it to be on your forehead? <laughs> <laughs> you know that would be very in line with Theo's like. Complete lack of style. Yes. <laughs> All right. You you bring out a little forehead holster for your life flask. <laughs> oh, we need to work on that. We're, we'll work on that. I like the... How many colors can you do? Oh, man. All kinds. If oh, I man. mix copper, I can do this color. And if I mix, uh, like, if I mix magnesium, then it turns into a completely different color. And I go down this whole list of different colors. Okay, we need to work on, like, the forehead thing. But I'm sure there's somewhere Looks cool, else. kid. <laughs> Thanks for being nice. No, it really does look cool. Really? Yeah, I like it. Thanks. It's very practical. If you thought about like a necklace with the light, that, I think that would look really cool. I could do that. It might kind of bounce around though. Mm-hmm. Should might have to think about like how to fasten it. We'll work on this. Okay. I'd like to consider other ways to mount my light. My only priority right now is making sure Theo looks stylish. (laughs) Clearly that has become my main priority of this game. (laughs) Alright, so you guys continue walking along this cave. It does, it is dark. Theo's light is the only thing that's helping those of you without dark vision, which would be Theo and Aaron. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And it does, it presses on sort of straight in for a, a long time. As you're going, everyone roll me perception. Nat one. Man. Nat 19. My die does not die today. Okay. 
Um, At least one of us got a good roll. That's the important part. Yeah, for perception especially. What was everyone's perception rolls? Twelve. Ten. Nat one. Twenty-one. Okay. Aaron, you're sort of leading the way. You're not exactly leading the way because um, Theo's light is all that's sort of helping you see. So you and Theo are a little closer together, but uh, you're a little bit ahead, you know, because Theo. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, Dust, who does have dark vision, is actually keeping sort of to the outskirts of the light and also helping scout ahead. And both you and she spot something crawling across the the floor of this cave does it look like big or small oh tiny hmm you see could you point your light at that thing that's like right there i hold the light out toward it it scurries away from the light but all of you see what appears to be a rotting human hand crawling away from you Ugh. uh well let's deal with this what what um yeah, I'm just gonna cast Frostbite at that. Okay, it rolls the save or you roll a... Yeah, constitution save. Okay. DC 13. Uh, it rolled a 10, so it fails. Awesome. Then it takes uh, three damage and has disadvantage on its next attack. Yeah, you shoot this thing at it, it hits it, and it does sort of freeze in place. Apparently not moving. Done, it looks like. I'm gonna look around for the source of the body, or, or, or the source of the hand, like if it came from somewhere, did it, okay. did, was Probably. it crawling from a direction? It was crawling across, it was just crawling around. Okay. It was just having some fun. <laughs> <laughs> like what, what kind of, what's the, like are we in like a large cavern? Is it like small? You are in Is like it... a eight feet high and about six feet wide. It looks like possibly there's like a sort of river of water that flows here from the sea deeper into these sea caves. From here, it is long and decently straight. It looks like it's going to curve in about 100 feet. You So there's no indication of where the hand would have come from? There's no. It was just kind of, could have come from anywhere, man. Okay. Theo, why don't you just give the the cave like a once over with the light? Sure, we'll do. I, I kind of look around to see if there are any, any, bodies or any holes that are kind of hand-sized. I also kind of, like, have I ever heard of a disembodied hand walking around? Okay, so roll me investigation and arcana. I've got a 23 investigation and a 15 arcana. Okay, with a 23 investigation, uh, the floor of this cave is, there's some, like, sand and silt that gets brought in from the ocean. That looks untouched, and then there's sort of rock underneath that, so there's doesn't look like there's any new tracks other than this claw sort of wandering around. Uh, what was your arcana? 15. You undead aren't like super common. This is definitely undead. It's an undead hand. Yeah. It's not very common. You haven't really heard of it before. You didn't really study undead. No, not really. That's not my focus. Um, any chance I could make that same? I mean, effect? sure, yeah. Uh, no, worse. Yeah, so no. 13. You Undead are so gross. <laughs> they are. The only, with both of you would say the only place where undead are quote-unquote common is Harrow. Harrow, which is the only nation now on the southern continent of Coinser, which uh, is conquered all Coinser and is theoretically common for the rest of the world. But, One hand at a time. <laughs> but you, 
that doesn't mean all undead come from there, theoretically. Other people have access to the magic. I'd like to look around and see if there's anything that looks not natural about the cavern. You know, um, any man-made symbols, stuff like that. Okay, roll perception. That's an 11. If anything here was man-made, it's been worn away by water over time. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really see anything hmm. around here. I, I guess we, we just, just need to keep, keep going. going. And those of us with dark vision, I'm not the most perceptive, but I will keep my eyes out. And I'm happy should... to take the lead. If I need to, I can just change and form. And... You have dark vision. Yeah. I Dust also says I also have dark vision, and I might be stealthier than some <laughs> of the rest of you. Possibly yeah. all of us. We'll cause a distraction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll make lots of noise. I feel like that's a bad idea. Well, no, I'll just put him right, right behind me. Like, we'll make a lot of noise, and then he'll go in the safe corner, and it'll be fine. <laughs> I'm not entirely following, but let's keep going. <laughs> um, so as you move forward... Uh, you come after about 100 feet to a place where it does curve, uh, and actually as it curves, it splits off into about three different passageways. The nutcracker goes to fly around the one that's uh, the rightmost one that's the most curved in and sort of the largest. It seems to be indicating that we should go that way. This (laughs) is... Yeah, no, that actually sounds legit. (laughs) Yeah. I remember um, who Eutrophy is. Sounds <laughs> totally legit. Can I incite a bird? Mm, nature? You can, you can try. <laughs> Alright. How old are you can try? <laughs> now one. The ways of birds are mysterious to me. You draw your own conclusions about what this bird is doing. Uh, I guess we might as well follow the bird. Let's follow the bird. Okay. Is Are you sending dust out ahead? Yeah. Sure. Okay, so Dust is going to walk about 40 or 50 feet in front of you, sort of creeping along in the dark and peering around. I'm going to roll both stealth and perception for her as I grab dice. Mm. Okay, those are important in this game. Usually, yes. Oh, bad. Very bad. Yeah. Dust is about 40, we'll say 45 feet ahead of you. When she doesn't, she's not watching, she's trying to peer ahead and she's not watching her feet as closely and she actually trips over a little bit of a rock, tumbles into this sort of, it looks like there's a place where the cave for the first time opens up and there's maybe a little bit of pool there and she splashes into a pool. Does it look like deep pool? Like is It she... looks like at the moment she's fine. Everyone roll perception. 17. 10. 12. 14. Uh, what was yours? 14. 14 17. 17. 12. Aaron and Theo, who were up, up front with the light. There's other movement from in there. And at this point, I would like all of you to roll initiative. Hm. All right. Oh, that's good, which is unfortunate since I don't see what's going on. <laughs> not Ooh, one. Not bad. Ooh, Sorry, that's a good initiative for these guys. Oh dear. Why why plural? (laughs) Did we think it was going to be singular? (laughs) Well, I guess sometimes singular is worse. Yeah, singular means something 
way too hard for us to tackle in any way, but by itself. Okay, uh, so 25 to 20. 20. 20 to 15. 16. 15 to 10. <laughs> Dust is at 10. Good for her. And what, what's up, Vantus? <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm at one. Awesome. Nice. Been waiting a while for that one. Okay. Uh, so, Theo, you get to act in the surprise round. Can I see? Like, where? You are 45 feet away from oh, this. Yes, right. I move forward. Okay. Um, I start by moving forward 30 feet. Great. Do I see distinct figures? Let's see. There's still... Dust is still about... 20 feet away from you now because she also rolled a little bit. How far does your light extend? Uh, 20 feet of bright light and 20 feet of dim. No. you can. All you can see is dust and some water. Okay. Does dust look like she's in distress? Uh, dust looks like she light? hasn't noticed anything yet. Okay. Because she's focused on something else. You know there's something else moving in that room. Right. Uh, dust, watch out. There's other stuff here. I... I Okay. Two creatures step into the dim light. These are large, large humanoid skeletons Hmm. with the heads, the skeletal heads of bulls. Oh, Oh boy. And they are both going to attack dust. In fact, oh god. Oh, God, they're both going to charge dust. Because they have that ability. So, let's do two of these. Well, one, those do not go well for them. That's good. Uh, I approve of the bad guys rolling badly. Yeah, (laughs) thankfully, dust is uh, quickly able to sort of, she sees them now and she's warned by Theo, so she just, just kind of, holy shit, like, roll out of the way. So they come charging at her and she, they both miss on their surprise round turn. Aaron, it's your go. You can, you are 30, you are 40, you're 50 feet away from them. And Theo is 30 feet ahead of you. Okay, I'm gonna use my full movement and my action to dash. Okay. uh, To get right up close to them. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna, I guess, burn my action surge early to just get an attack in. Okay, do it. Uh, 14 to hit. Uh, 14 hits. Nice. Uh, that's 12 damage. Okay. That's a substantial hit to this this guy. Um, as you sort of cleave and manage to score some of the bones quite badly. Next up, we go back to the top. That was the surprise round. Top of the initiative order with Euterpe and Theo moving simultaneously. I mean, I'm going to stay back where I am and firebolt. Uh, the one that Aaron hit. Okay. Uh, roll and attack. Oh, yes. A lot. 24. Yes. That hits. For seven points of fire damage. Okay. Yeah. And it's a hit. I will throw some inspiration. Actually, no, I'm not going to do that because I have cutting words. <laughs> I suspect I may need them. Theo. Can I hit the two um, skeleton things without hitting dusk? No. Um, cool. Then I'm going to just shoot with my bow. Okay. That is a 14. 14 hits. 9 damage. Awesome. Are you aiming at the one that was already... Already hit. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. 
Yeah, that guy's looking pretty bad pretty quick. Awesome. But def definitely still up, and definitely it's turn now. So they're both actually going to... One's going to focus on Aaron and pull out a, a great axe that's been sitting on its back and is going to try and hit you with the great axe. That is a 15 to hit. That does not hit. Okay. Uh, manages to catch a little bit of your chain mail, but, you know, yeah. repels it. Uh, the other one, Dust is going to get an attack of opportunity on as it's going to try and charge Theo as the source of the light. Uh, and Dust does hit. On its attack, tell me what the number is before. <laughs> <laughs> so I can decide whether or not to use. Thanks. Uh, but it is going to do a gore on Theo. Good. That's going to be an 18 to hit. That hits. Roll me a strength saving throw. Roar <laughs> <laughs> is at you. Five. Oh, honey. Sweet. <laughs> That's exactly. Theo's tagline. <laughs> oh, honey. Yeah, that is. Theo <laughs> kind of squeals and covers his face. That's a lot of dice. Yep. What's your hit point total? 13. Uh, I you reduce it. <laughs> okay. Well, first, well, you're going to take, um, it's 16 points of piercing damage. Reduce that by five as I yell out, don't hit a child. <laughs> 11 points of piercing damage. You were also pushed 10 feet back and knocked prone. Oh my gosh. Uh, oh no. Make it stop. Oh. Uh, that's their turn. Aaron, it's your go. Fuck. <laughs> I have to take care of this one. I can't, like, I, like, I want to go just take care of the one that's sitting. <laughs> but I gotta take care of this one first. Um, so I'm just gonna hit it again. Cool. Oh yeah, that definitely hits. Uh, 23. Yes. Uh, 10 points of damage. Alright, yeah, this guy's, you know, again. Not looking fantastic. Still up. And it's Dust's turn, because Dust goes before Vantis. Sorry, Vantis. <laughs> so Dust is going to run over and heal Theo with a level two cure wounds. Oh, good, good, good healing. Possibly get you back up closer to full if I can remember her modifier. Uh, what you've rolled is more than I took. Yeah, there you go. You're at full. Oh, thanks. She now squares off. Thankfully, it ran away from her, and so that happened. Uh, and now it's Vantis's go. Okay, so I'm gonna go after the one that's been threatening Theo here. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know. Yeah, no, go for it. Go for it. No, it's fine. <laughs> um, Protect him. I point, and a moonbeam comes down on the Minotaur. Cool. Um, I think that kicks in at the start of its turn. Yeah, it rolls a con save at the start of its turn. Awesome. Okay. Uh, so yeah, this, um, it's weird because there's definitely no way for Moonlight to get in here, but there's definitely a, a single beam of Moonlight focused on this Minotaur skeleton cool. that Theo is ten feet away from on the ground with dust crunching, crouching over him. Euterpe and Theo, it is your turns. Uh, I'm gonna firebolt the one that Aaron almost whittled down to zero. Yeah, sure. Get it out. Uh, probably. That's a 17? Yeah. For another seven points of fire damage. Great. It's not looking, you know, like it, it's. You're getting there. 
you're getting there. And Theo's fine now. Yeah, Theo's good. <laughs> cool. Can hold on to these cutting words. I am going to throw yeah. an acid flask. I assume you stand up. Yes, I do stand up. Apologies. Um, I stand up <laughs> and I. It reached me, even though it was really far away. Yes, it did. It has a lot of movement. I run over to Aaron. <laughs> I kind of try to huddle behind Aaron. Okay, you know that puts you in melee range of one of them, right? Well, I try to huddle not within melee range. Okay, like on the yeah, other sure. side of Aaron for right. the big thing. Cool. But, you know. Um, and I throw an acid flask. Okay. That's a crit. Um, awesome. Yeah, that is very good. I'm throwing it at the thing that, that hit you. That hit me. Yeah. yeah. And it gets a dex save. All right. It's neutral on that. That's going to be a 16. That will pass, so it'll take 7 damage. All right. Just keep doing 7 damage to it. (laughs) (laughs) Magic number tonight. Uh, It is their turns. Uh, The one that attacked Theo makes a constitution saving throw. Yep. And rolls an 18. Hmm. It makes it, but it still takes... Seven radiant damage. Oh, weird how that works. <laughs> <laughs> but it is radiant, and they are undead. Uh, yes, it does not seem to do any extra damage to it. God damn it. It is, yes, yeah, so it's their turn. They just did that. So one of them's going to try and hit Aaron again with its great axe. Oh, uh, which is going to be a crit. Fine. So that's going to be... Yeah, yeah. Do they get brutal crits? Uh, no. It just does 2d12 plus oh, yeah. 4 slashing that's damage. Fine. Uh, so that's gonna be 14, 28, 32 points of slashing damage? That's fine. I have 4 hit points left. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> and then the other one is going to try and charge dust again. And it's gonna miss because I roll a, everything that tries to hit dust rolls a three. Cool, they should keep trying to hit dust. <laughs> Let's jump down to dust spells real quick. It's my turn though, isn't it? Yes, I'm. It is your go for sure. sure. So I'm going to hit the one that just hit me. Okay, yeah, sure, totally. Oh, I'm not gonna hit the one that just hit me. That's <laughs> uh, eight. Eight. Uh, yeah, no. 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 Yeah, no. No. Uh, but it is Dust's turn, and Dust is going to... Yeah, Dust is going to Guiding Bolt one of them. Guiding Bolt the one that's taken more damage. So she's going to make a ranged spell attack. Please hit. Yeah! Okay, so it's going to take a bunch of radiant damage. She was inspired by that moonbeam, you know? <laughs> I just pick random D6s. Um, not great damage. 11 points of radiant damage, and the next attack roll has advantage because there's this. She fires off this bolt of like glittering, glittering light as it takes 11 points of damage, and it doesn't look great. Doesn't look. Looks like, you know, one of Aaron's better hits could take it out next turn. Uh, and that's Dust's go, and it's Vantus's turn. Okay, is the one I moonlighted still in moonlight? Did it no, because it moved to try and rush Dust. Mm. Try and charge dust. Okay. I'm going to move the moonbeam onto that one then. Okay. Because the other one might be down by the time it gets to its initiative next. Mm-hmm. And do you get to, do you do anything else? That is my action. It's your action so, to move it? Yep. Okay. 
Um, all right. So, uh, Euterpe and Theo, it is your joint turn. There's still two of them up. I would appreciate a little bit of healing, because if I get knocked out, it's right there for, to attack you. I can hand you a potion. <laughs> Which doesn't seem like a great move. Oh, you could also, like, reach up and try and feed it. <laughs> <laughs> Open up! Well, it would be... Well, you're, ta- you're technically be, taller than I am, so... Uh, you could use your action to feed it, or I think... With health potions, it can just be bonus action to hand. Okay. Is it also a bonus action to take, or is yes. it full? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Open up here. I'll give it to you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm poor. I'm poor. <laughs> okay. That's adorable. Roll your roll the dice as you feed as you feed Aaron a healing potion. Briefly uh, popping out from behind. <laughs> Six. Well, that's. That's good. I'm um, back up at 10. You therapy? Yeah, I think some of it splashed out in that maneuver. <laughs> Aaron, do you still need more healing? I mean, it couldn't hurt. Yeah, I'll <laughs> use my bonus action and throw a healing word your way. Which I rolled okay on, so you get uh, 7 points of healing. Nice. And then main action, gonna firebolt the one in front of Aaron that's almost done. Alright. Which is, is that the one that got guiding bolted? Yes. So I get advantage. I rolled badly on both of them. I don't suppose a 10 hits. No. They've got a low AC, but not that low. <laughs> yeah. If the that attack doesn't remarkable. hit, does it still have the guiding bolt thing on it? Nope. Just the next attack roll made. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so it's their go again. So the one that is in the thing is going to roll a con save. Yep. Uh, which this time he rolls an 8 on. Awesome. Then he's going to take... Ooh, that's going to be 14 radiant damage. Ooh, yeah, he's not happy uh, as he takes that. And I think he's right next to Dust, so he's going to try a great axe attack on Dust. He's going to miss because I rolled another three. (laughs) (laughs) Everything that tries to hit Dust rolls a three. That would be a great power. (laughs) (laughs) The other one is just going to swing great axe again at Aaron. It rolled, uh, rolled a three. <laughs> that does not hit. Rolled a three. You sure that die is balanced. It's fine. It also rolled a crit 20 on her before. Yeah, so like, yeah that's that's true. Aaron, it's your go. I'm going to attack it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that definitely hits. That's a modified 20. For sure. And that's going to be 12 points of damage. Uh, yeah, you managed to uh, sort of cleave sort of down and at an angle and the skeleton just kind of shatters and falls apart and it's definitely that one's done um so then i use the rest of i use my movement to head towards the other one okay yeah the other ones i think currently i think it'll take your full movement to get up to it but i think you can do it okay so i do that yeah uh it's dust's turn so dust is right up against this guy and is gonna try and dagger attack him just because she can uh, and he's going to miss. He missed with that one. Um, and Vantus. All right. So, yeah. He didn't he move. Moved, he so didn't he's move. Moonbeam's moon still on him. Um, Doesn't means... seem that intelligent to understand that he needs to move to get away from the moonbeam. I appreciate that. The moon is um, there. You can't hide from the moon. <laughs> Light hurts now. <laughs> that sucks. Um... In that case, I'm going to whip out the frostbite. Okay. And we've just got the one surviving guy now, right? Yeah, so he rolls a con save? Yep. 
Uh, he rolls a 13. Hmm. Meets the save then. Okay, so he makes but it. But still, yeah, I think passing the save, he doesn't take anything. That's typically true with cantrips, yes. Yep. Um, okay, you Terpian Theo. I mean, I think I'm just going to firebolt this last guy. Great. Roll an attack. Uh, probably. I think that's a 19. Yes, that hits. For nine points of damage this time. Ooh, an upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> no longer seven. <laughs> and I'll go after it with a short bow. Cool. 21 to hit. Yes. Nine damage. Awesome. That's clearly the number for this guy. Uh, <laughs> not looking great, but definitely still up. It's his turn. He is going to... Roll a con save? Yes. He rolled a 17. 17? Okay, he makes it, but half of five damage, unfortunately. Two. Still, you're getting him down there. Um, he is going to take a swing at the only... Well, no, now Aaron's up against him. Aaron seems to be a bigger threat than Dust. So he's going to take a swing at Aaron. Uh, and, but it's going to be a 12 to hit, so he's going to miss. And it's going to be Aaron's turn now. And now I'm going to attack him. 23. Yes, that yeah, hits. Their armor class is 12. <laughs> 11 damage. Now you know the method for this. You just cleave through and it shatters. And these two appear to be dead again. Dead once more. No longer undead. Good. Redead. Well, that was worrying. Do we have time for a short rest, or should we just keep heading down? Um, how are you guys doing? I might be able to help out a bit. I mean, I could, yeah, I mean, I have a, I'm okay, but I am less than half of my max. How about we take a short rest? Are we sure we want, we have pretty strict time constraints on the tie. True. I think we might. I'm doing pretty good on spells. I'll, um, pop ten good berries into existence, and, um, is anybody else? No, okay, so yeah, I give you a big handful of berries. Uh, cool, thank you. How you much can, do they each? Each of them heals one. Okay. So you can add up to heal yeah. up to ten. So I'm gonna yeah have all those. Uh, maybe keep one of them just in case we need to revive somebody. Sure, I will. will Shove nine berries in your mouth. Yeah. At the same time or one by one? <laughs> Absolutely at the same time. Instantly, <laughs> you now feel very comfortably full. Like you don't need to eat anything else today. Like maybe you've eaten. <laughs> Nine, eight, eight more things than you need to eat to be full. Yes. Tasted good. Notably, tasted good. Not great. Otherwise, there would be great berries. That's, that's one of my Feywild things. There are great berries in the Feywild. That's amazing. I wouldn't want us to go to the Feywild for so many reasons, but now I kind of want us to, so we can have a great quest to find great berries. Oh, Vantis would be sulking. <laughs> Start growing them. You could learn yeah, how to grow Yeah, you could take berries. them from the Feywild and try to... <laughs> okay, okay, maybe. <laughs> maybe so, you could find a way to make, like, a great berry cider. Oh, boy. So, someday field trip to the Feywild. This could Let's never go. go wrong. Our party would do so well in the Feywild. <laughs> <laughs> Especially you, Terry. <laughs> hey, Fey can't lie either. Yes, but Fey... Yeah. Fey... Faye. Faye. They take it a little differently than you Yeah. Think. Yeah, I, I'm aware. <laughs> roll, uh, all of you, roll insight on the bird. Uh, do I 
I don't roll insight. <laughs> okay. Um, 17. 20. Not 20. Okay. Wow. Uh, this the three of you. Oh, I should roll for dust. No. Dust is distracted. Looking at skeletons. Dust is looking at skeletons. The three of you uh, who rolled, who rolled at all, um, <laughs> notice that the bird is sort of hovering around you guys almost worriedly. Like, it, it seems like it's concerned for what just happened here, and it keeps sort of, it flits mainly between uh, Dust, Theo, and Aaron at the moment, as uh, three, one, Dust, you know, like, initiated the encounter, and the other two of you got hit. And it seems to be sort of hovering around um, around you guys. We're okay, little bird. I offer a finger. Uh, it sort of hesitates for a moment, and then hops onto your finger and sort of looks, it looks you right in the eyes. And it looks, it sort of cocks its head. Huh. You're an interesting one. I offer it my shoulder. I mean, I'm like 80% sure that this bird is the person who hired us. It does not want to sit on your shoulder. Okay. It seems, that seems like particularly awful to it. Mm -hmm. In that case, I just let it stay on my finger for a little bit and eventually... As we go along, give it a little bump off when my arm's starting to get a little... Yeah. Cool. I feel like I should start playing a Disney princess song <laughs> and start trying to like get the bird to just be our animal friend. <laughs> so we keep going? Yeah. Keep going. Let's go carefully. Um, so you follow... This path that you've taken now appears to be far more winding... Um, there's a lot of sort of sharper turns back and forth as it goes, um, and it notably seems to be angling downward, and what you notice about that most of all is that the water level starts rising. Good stuff. And it feels like um, it's the water level is now up to about your knee level as you keep going for uh, are, about, about half an hour. How tall are the uh, ceilings of the cavern? Uh, the ceilings are currently, they started about eight feet. They're getting to about six feet now. It looks like they're going to keep getting sort of smaller and smaller as this keeps going down further and further. So it wouldn't be feasible to walk on the water because we'd be, like, crouching? Um, you might be able to, like, crawl on the water or do other things if it got to a point where it was getting up around your necks or if you had things that you didn't want to get soaking wet. Yeah. Oh. Do I have a good case? <laughs> It will not damage your instrument. Okay. Your instrument is magically protected against... The book that I have, however... Yes, yeah. that would be an issue. What do, what do I know about, like, in Rungut, how they kept books from, like... Well, typically they were made of things like sealskin. Gotcha. And had the words carved into them. Right. Worst comes to worst, like, I can cast Walk on Water and keep it dry, hopefully. Okay. So you continue along for about another 15 minutes uh, before it does get to the point where it does start to angle up a little bit, but it does look like it is getting into sort of a... It looks like maybe there's a point where it splits again and one path starts to go sort of up further and one delves deeper. So the water level will get... But it looks like there's... It looks like you might, at this point, base you either have to swim or cast. Okay. Actually... But the, the ceiling's only about four feet above the water yeah. level at the moment, so you pull guy most of you, I think, have to crouch. Actually, can I give the book to someone? Yeah. Uh, would you hold on to this? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I give the book to Theo, and then does the bird look like it's tell, telling us one direction or the other? The bird 
looks like it has sort of it's settled on a twig in the water and it's not telling you sort of up or down but it is gaze seems to be focused sort of down into the left okay i can breathe underwater so i'm gonna go scout ahead i think okay okay try to maybe and i can like see underwater and stuff. yeah you can see underwater like try to be as stealthy as you can I mean, I'm better underwater than I am on land. <laughs> so I go underwater and I try to swim ahead and sort of scout what's okay. happening. Um, so you pass through, roll me, roll me a nature check. Uh, 12. Yeah. You don't know if this, this path that leads down seems to lead it seems like it angles almost it drains the water from this top path where maybe it might have been more it seems to be a pretty straight shot down into something but it goes you swim ahead for like a solid five minutes and it's still going down at this specific angle in this straight shot like like a 90 degree like no it's more of like a um like a 30 degree down it looks like it says the same sort of orientation as the upper path looks like maybe there's some sort of shortcut that's been made here okay um then i go back to the i swim back to the party and i cast walk on water on everyone okay well that's gonna take you on the upper path because you can't swim. oh okay okay because um, you walk on water is walking on water is not water breathing right i don't have water breathing yet though no so, um, but this journey might be easier for you in the future. Yeah. If you ever need to come back to the sea caves. That's um, ominous. <laughs> okay, so it, it seems like it goes on pretty long, pretty far um, downward, and you have to be able to breathe underwater to take that route. So I can cast water walk on us, and we can go the upper route, um, but it'll take longer because the bottom one seems like more of a shortcut. Just a thought. How often can you cast Water Walk? Once a day. And that'll let us walk on water for how An long? hour. An hour? Yeah. We should probably be able to do whatever it is and get back out. I mean, we've been walking for, what, like 45 minutes now? Something like that, yeah. Um. But it looks like this one point, and it looks like basically it's getting at it from this angle is hard without getting a book wet, for example. Getting at it the other way would be a hop, skip, and a jump. So we yeah. should do... I, yeah, I'm getting so the impression we should do this. Okay. Okay, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I should cast it? Is that the yes. consensus? Yes. Okay, so I cast Water Walk. Okay. You guys can all walk on water. Cool. Or crawl on water, <laughs> I yeah, guess. Yeah, stoop on water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is terrible for my posture. <laughs> I go down into like a, a fencing posture and I, <laughs> I don't you know to be quite low. I don't think your I don't think Theo's muscles are up for that for very long. No, probably not. But this is how my like the, my fencing teacher would be so excited. He always said that we should walk around in like a three to four foot ceiling and that's how you learn your posture. <laughs> this is tiring though. <laughs> um so you guys continue you do get to a point where the ceiling is about three feet high. Um, and it is an issue, and then it starts to angle, the ceiling sort of angles up more. Um, you can't tell how deep the water is at the moment because you are walking on top of it and it's difficult. The nutcracker is flying around and flitting with you still. And it, uh, it starts to get 
it gets it went a dip down to about three feet it's coming back up to about three and a half when it opens up into a very large cavern roll perception 19. 8. 11. 15. All of you except Euterpe <laughs> uh, notice that there appears to be some kind of like lake in this cavern. There's a single sort of island, basically, about two-thirds of the way across, which is about it's about 60 feet from you. And all of you except Euterpe notice a subtle shifting from that island. Like the island is shifting? No, like there's something hiding on it. Okay. That's better. <laughs> um, has our sort of trail petered out here onto the lake? Uh, it looks like there's on the other side, there's a, like four or five different ways you can go. But there might be other paths arching off this way. But it looks like if what you're looking, if the direct path that was carved potentially, is the angled one that went straight down, you'd want to go straight across this, Aaron would know. Okay. Okay, I think there's something on that island. Shall we quiet down, stay close to the walls? So we want to avoid the island? Or do we not want... I mean, is it... Does the thing look like... Does it look like a person who's, like, trying to hide? Or does it look like there's an object that has, like... What did you roll? Uh, 15. Uh, 19. It was... Humanoid, for sure. Okay. Um, Then, yeah, let's avoid it, I guess. Sneak past. Mm -hmm. Okay. Who's leading the way? I feel like we let Dust do that when it's stealth. Okay. Dust is going to roll stealth. Not bad. Uh, So Dust does start to creep along. It's not exactly circular. It's a little... It's a cave, you know? It's sort of naturally formed and it has little weird bits as it sort of curves around. Dust does manage to go. Who's going second? I'll go. Roll stealth. Fifteen. Yeah, Vantis too starts creeping around. They're about the two of them are about five feet apart so Dust is about ten Wait, feet does out. does Theo still have a light? Yeah, I've still got a light. Wait, yes. Yeah. Theo so would like, need to have... Y'all can, y'all can stealth but it's not going to work for me. <laughs> Yeah. I, I mean, I can, I can fully cover my light, but then I won't be able to see. I, if we're doing this, I'll grab Theo's hand and okay. just, like, try to quietly can, take yeah, it. Yeah, I can also not see okay. uh, cool. in the dark. Cool, so the rest of us will just do a little train, and I'm sure it'll be <laughs> And great. I'll try to lead them. Great, so I take so my soft. light off and I put it in my bag. Great. Uh, the three of you roll stealth with disadvantage. Yeah, I oh, saw that yeah. coming. Just too bad. It's my first roll is great. My second roll is oh, significantly worse. I've got a six, an eleven, and a one. <laughs> I'm at a ten. Okay, so Aaron, I'm not a stealthy person. You I'm clang against the wall, and almost immediately after you do that, there's gonna be two attacks on you. Sounds right. From a longbow. Uh, so the first one's gonna be a twenty-one to hit. Yeah. And the second one is gonna be a 13 to hit. Nope. Okay. So, that's gonna be five points of piercing damage as the first arrow sinks into you and the second one sort of bounces off the wall behind you. Uh, everyone roll initiative. Okay. Uh, 
So, 25 to 20. 20 to 15. <laughs> You're not really into this. Mm, 15 to 10. 10! Oh, God! <laughs> oh, dear. It's been fun. <laughs> Guess what? It's been nice I... knowing all of you. <laughs> oh, I forgot to roll for dust. That's okay. She's low. <laughs> 10 to 5. 7. Hey, that's what dust is at, too. <laughs> and I am at four. Oh, I really didn't take a, a feat. <laughs> um, so, hey, Aaron. Yeah? It's up first, so it's going to do two more longbow attacks on it. Of course it will. The first one is a 16 to hit. That's my AC. And I will seven. cutting words that one. Okay, roll thing. So, I mean, odd. You yeah, yeah. The I'm cutting words in the attack. Yeah, I know. So it goes down that by used, one, which is enough. Yeah, it goes down. It uh, so you shout that and like something shifts and it doesn't work quite as well. Second one's a nineteen to hit. Yeah, that hits. Uh, that's gonna be five more points of piercing damage as another arrow sinks into you. I um, love taking damage. This is fine. Oh. And. Aaron and Euterpe, it is your turns. Um, can I run towards where the arrows are coming from? Yeah, if you move your, if you dash and you move sixty feet, you will uh, get just to the edge of the island. Okay. Um, where it does look, as you get there, you do see there looks to be some kind of boat that's been sort of half overturned there, like a rowboat that something is using as cover. There. Is there any other source of light in here? No. As I run there, I shout, Why are you attacking us? Okay. <laughs> you sure do shout that. That definitely is a thing you do. Euterpede is also your turn, but do I see what this thing is? It has total cover from you. I mean, I can't, can't do much with that. No, it's almost like you have to get towards the island. Yeah, but I want to do that. <laughs> Theo is, like, standing by us, which means that they probably saw him. Well, he hasn't put... Well, yeah, he did roll bad on stealth. Yeah. So I should be worried about him. So I'm going to just cast Heroism on Theo. Okay. Which means that at the start of each of your turns, uh, you're going to get five temporary hit points. Thanks. Okay. Uh, so that's for... So next is Dust and Theos moving simultaneously. Uh, Dust is going to slink around the wall, still using her stealth roll, and attempt to get another angle on these guys. She's got to move her 60 feet of movement to do that. Theo, you get your four, was it four or five? Five. five. Oh, no, four, I think. Let me double check. It's your charisma modifier. Yes, yeah, four. So four. Do they exceed my hit points? Uh, yes, they go above your hit points. They're, and they're, they're, they're separate. They're temporary. They're temporary, which also means if you, like, if you only take like one point of damage, it just goes up to four. It doesn't stack. And if I get four this turn and then four again next turn, do they go up to eight yes. or is it just they, no? They don't. They don't stack. It's just every turn you get four fresh ones. That is not how I've ever heard that used. That's how temporary hit points work. It's any time yes, you get new ones, they replace the old ones instead of stacking. I would say, as my rules for DM, um, that actually every turn it is going to stack for you because you're getting them from the same source, the okay. same way that in this way I would have a Fiend Pact Warlock have them stack like that. Okay. So they are going to stack for you. Awesome. I feel really good. 
Um, I'm going to take out my light again because they can clearly see me <laughs> and I can't see them. And then I'm going to I'm going to move 30 feet toward Aaron mm-hmm. because I know that you can't see without the light either. Mm-hmm. What do I see? Do I see the... You see a boat overturned, like a big rowboat overturned and some clearly something's popping up to take pot shots at you. Okay. How far away is it? About 40 feet away from you. Well, no, it's about... Let's keep it standing. It's about 45 feet away from you. <laughs> cool. Um, in that case, I can't see it. So, because my light only extends 40 feet. Oh, yeah. I mean, the other side. You can see the shape of the robot. Okay. okay. So then I got... don't keep moving forward, I think. I guess I'll just try to toss something to oh. land right on the other side of the boat. I mean, does that seem like a thing I can do? That does seem like a thing you can do. It seems like it would be very difficult. It seems like you don't know if you... You don't know where this thing has been popping up to shoot at you. Oh, so it's a big boat. It's not just like a... It's, it's not, not like, like a, a canoe. It's not like... It's bigger than a canoe. Okay. Um, then I will... Can I get behind a tree um, with another 30 feet of movement? There's no trees. You're in a cave. Right. Yes. I was thinking <laughs> island tree. Of course. Of course there are trees on it's the like island. A, it's like a raised rocky platform thing. Like, it looks like this side of the place is shallower than the other side. Okay. Is there any sort of cover that I could get behind? No. Aaron. <laughs> He's 30 feet ahead of you. <laughs> that seems like excellent cover. Cool. I'll, I'll run up and be right behind Aaron. All right. Vantis, it's your go. Um, okay, so about 45 feet away, you said? Well, 45 feet away from Theo after Theo moved 30 feet. Oh, after you so moved So about 30. 75 so feet away from you. 75 from me. Okay. In that case... Yeah, so I'm going to run... Okay, 60 foot range. I'm going to try to get slightly at an angle mm-hmm. um, so that I'll have some chance of... Yeah, you were further yeah. around than the other two anyway. The other yeah. guys anyway. So I'm going to get closer but keep running my full 30 feet mm-hmm. at a bit of an angle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then I'm going to try to frostbite on whatever's there. Roll perception. Okay. Right, that dice is in dice channel. Uh, 13. Uh, you do not have line of sight on it. It's still hidden by this rowboat. Okay, if I don't really have line of sight then, I'm going to just take my bonus action to sprint. Okay. Yeah. Um, you mean your action? Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to try to get around. Okay. Uh, so you you get within about 15 feet of it. You are mm-hmm. at an angle. I want to be about 20 to 25 feet away and okay. try to get as good a, a clear shot okay. as I can. With that perception roll, as you dash and turn and see... You see several figures figures huddled huddled behind this boat. You see one with a long bow. This is a pale skinned blue tinged individual with hollow eye sockets and a sort of um blackened mouth with long white hair hanging down wearing a uh, remnants of well, not remnants of functional studded leather armor clutching a long bow and a long sword on either side of this sort of slightly taller individual who's clearly been the one taking pot shots are about three other figures who appear to just be partially rotting human corpses huh. good to know and Aaron, you're about 15 feet away from them. So three partially rotting human corpses hop up from the other side of this rowboat. 
and clamber over to surround Aaron. They are all going to make attacks on Aaron. First up is a six to hit. No. That's going to be a 21 to hit, so one of these will do something. That's going to be a natural one, so no. One of them, four points of bludgeoning damage as slams into Aaron. The other uh, two find, just sort of bounce off pieces of your armor. And we're back to the top of the order where the uh, white-haired being that you now see for the first time is actually also going to pop up and run towards Aaron. How far away are you from the ship? I mean, I'm st- am, I st- am I on you, the island or am I on the water? You're on the edge of the island, so you were about 15 feet away from them. Okay. Because they were 75 yeah. feet away, you moved 60 feet. Yeah. So he's going to swing at you once with his long sword. Uh, that's going to be in that 20. Uh, sure will. <laughs> you have a good strength save, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, but that's okay, because he only rolled a 1 on his damage dies. So that's going to be 4 points of slashing damage. Fun. Uh, and then he's going to take his hand uh, and try and do a touch attack on you, which is going to be a 22 to hit. Yeah. Make a con saving throw. Sure, why not? Um, um, that's an 18. Okay, so you're just going to take six points of necrotic I'll damage. Count that. Two, three points of necrotic damage. Great, take- I'm at five hit points. Awesome. One of these left. Uh, and that's that one's turn. It's Aaron and Euterpe's joint turn. Feel like you have more to do right now. Yeah, I mean, I I can only take one attack because I already burned my uh, action yeah. surge. But I'm gonna, I'm you know, I'm gonna use my bonus action to use second wind. Awesome. Is what I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Natural healing. So that's seven hit points I get back, and I'm gonna attack the uh, Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna attack non-lethally the white haired dude. Oh, alright, well, okay. I'm not, I'm not, I, like, no, you can do that. I feel like we should probably like question him or something. So I'm gonna like try to knock him out, and then we can. I wanna. Him. I wanna make one thing clear. He's also undead. Oh, he's also undead. I wasn't sure. Okay. He's lo- white, long white hair, hollowed out eye sockets, okay. black maw, blue tinged skin. Okay. In that case, yeah, I'm just going uh, for it. But does seem does seem intelligent does seem- and sapient. Okay. And it appears to be directing these zombies. Okay. In the in that case, uh, I'm I'm still just gonna attack him lethally. Like I just you know he's cool. sending zombies. He's undead. He's tr- clearly trying to kill us. So. Um. Net nineteen, which means it's a crit. Awesome. You um, don't like this guy. Uh, that is 20 damage. Oh, yeah, he is instantly very unhappy and seems to be regretting this decision. Or favoring the decision to attempt to take you out first. One of those two. <laughs> one of those two. Uh, Euterpe, you do now have line of sight on... Well, no. From the How are they arranged around um, There's sort of like a mob of zombies, and then this one other thing that is attacking, uh, but... The way that it is, the zombies seem to have arranged themselves in such a way that the other thing has partial cover from the three, the two ranged people that he knows about. I also yell at Theo to stay on the water and not get close to the zombies that are on the land that are attacking. Okay. 
Okay, can I see anything? Got it. Uh, you can see that stuff's going down. Yeah, People, can I, can I move? You can get what? line of, you can, can get, get line of sight on the zombies. Uh, if you move 30 feet, you might be able to get line of sight on the other guy, but you don't actually know about him yet, I think. I'll try to get as much, I'll move my full 30 feet, trying to stay, like, far from melee, because that's who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, try to see, see as much of what's going on. Okay. Do I see uh, the other guy? Roll me perception. Seven, so I'm no. gonna say no. Okay. You see, man, that's some zombies. Cool. I'm going to um, firebolt one of the zombies. Cool. Um, that's an eighteen. Yes, definitely. Four points of damage. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely still up. It is Dustin Theo's joint turn. Theo, you get four more hit points. Yay. Um, how many things can I get in a five foot radius? I would say you can get two of the zombies and the the other guy. Cool. I will do that. I'll throw a frozen bomb and they can all have comp saves. Awesome. Nobody makes it. Sweet. Sweet. Um, so they can have eight damage mm-hmm. and disadvantage on the next attack roll they make. Nice. Yeah. Good job. They're not looking super pleased about this whole situation. It's Dust's turn. Uh, and oh, and I'm gonna back up 15 feet. Uh, you cannot do that without pro- provoking attacks of opportunity. Oh, am I in melee? Okay. Yeah, because you're right up next to Aaron, yeah. and Aaron's super swarmed at the moment. Got it. All right. Dust is gonna do a thing because there's a lot of there's a lot of undead around here right now at this moment. <laughs> there's a lot of undead. So we have a clerical yeah. time. Yep. Uh, as I pull up, because that was to do something real quick. Yes, yeah, so she's gonna run 30 feet forward and gonna make everyone make a wisdom saving throw. And the uh, weird guy's gonna make it, but the zombies aren't, so the zombies are all turned. Sweet. Nice. Uh, Vantis, it's your go. Okay, so how many of these zombies would I be able to get in a cube? Excluding versus including Aaron. Including Aaron, all of them. Excluding Aaron, two max. Two out of the five undead? Uh, there's four undead. Okay. Four undead and the dude, or three undead? Three zombies and the undead dude. So four undead total. Okay. And you can get probably two of them and the dude. But one of them is going to get free. Um, okay, if I can get two of them in the dude, that's... Yeah, uh, for quick note, I don't... Well, roll me a quick religion check to see if you know how turning <laughs> things works. That is a 13. Uh, so you would know that the zombies... So basically, Dust stepped forward from the shadows and, like, presented some kind of shadowy holy symbol that you couldn't quite get a good read on, and the zombies appeared to, like, wince back, whereas the white-haired guys sort of focused in a bit more, actually, on Aaron, uh, seeming... To understand things, the zombies look like they're about to run away. That may stop if they take damage. It'll stop if they take damage? Yes. If okay. the creature fails its saving throw, it is turned for one minute or until it takes any damage. Um, in that case, then, mm-hmm. since the one of them is still focused in, mm-hmm. I'm going to go lion. Okay, cool. Um, and I get to pounce. Yeah. Water walking lion. <laughs> yeah, so this lion comes bounding across the water. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was about to make that joke. <laughs> 13. Uh, 
18 on my claw attack. Miss. Damn. Okay. I was trying to be epic, <laughs> but I'm just snarling in his face. Yeah, no, he's he's good at pulling out of the way. You know, like, he see, he actually hears you coming and sort of turns and, you know, like, manages to step out of the way of it a little bit. It is the zombies' turns, and they are all going to run 30 feet away. So Aaron and Theo get attacks of opportunity. Nice. I don't have any weapons. Another nat 19. Another nice. crit. All right, cool. That's a 24 damage. Oh, yeah. Uh, you, one of them's gone. One of the zombies dies as it runs. Uh, but the other two do ditch. They run 30 feet away, and they seem like they want to keep running. Uh, and the white-haired guy is not looking pleased. It is his turn. He is going to focus in on Aaron again with, first off, a long sort of tack. With disadvantage. Which is, uh, so that's a nat one. And then uh, he's going to reach out to touch you again, which is an 18 to hit. That hits. Okay, roll me a constitution saving throw. That's uh, 23. Yeah, you're fine on that one, but you do take uh, five points of necrotic damage. Um, and he he's going to use his bonus action to pull out some kind of stone and speak into it. In You speak abyssal, right? Uh, yep. Yep. He pulls it out and says one word in abyssal, and that word is company. Oh, dear. Great. I have a line, so I cannot inform anybody about this matter. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, it's Aaron know. and Euterpe's turn. I'm going to attack him. Cool. 13 to hit? No, that misses. And Euterpe. Uh, I assume now the others have Now you I have line of sight on the guy. Cool. Firebolt. <laughs> no. 11. Awesome. He He's dodging left and right. He's, he's on his toes. He's got this. Uh, Dustin Theo's turn. You get more hit points. <laughs> I do. I just have a crap ton of hit points. You <laughs> should start attacking Theo instead of Aaron. Yeah. For once. Um, yeah. Hit me, hit me, hit me. <laughs> I throw a frozen bomb on him. Okay. Uh, I missed the square. Okay. It explodes too far away and it doesn't hit him at all. That was an unsuccessful taunt. So Dust is gonna, Dust is gonna roll a guiding bolt attack on him. And choice. hit for sure. Uh, so that's gonna be not bad damage. It looks pretty rough. Uh, and the next attack on him has advantage uh, as this radiant damage sort of slams into him and lights him up again as Dust's like, kind of like, come on, guys. <laughs> All of you? Really? <laughs> yeah, that was an impressive set of uh, rolls. Uh, Vantus, it's your turn. All right, and I have allies within five feet, so yes. I get advantage. And you Already also, had. or from Guiding Bolt, you also had. Oh. I, well, okay, it's a slight waste of advantage, but whatever. Um, oh, really? I oh. still get a 24. Yeah. And roll damage. Then I am going to do eight damage. Okay, so he's been, you know, like he's lit up from this radiant damage that did a fair amount of things. So you actually see places where it looks like maybe his skin is thinner and you just sort of reach uh, sort of around through, like through a gap in the leather, studded leather armor and just sort of pull and you sort of gash open. He's already was not looking great and he just sort of coughs and falls down and is dead and the zombies are running away. Hmm. 
Um, so it's zombies' turns. They are already thirty feet from you guys. Sorry, sixty feet from you guys because they ran. They're running into seemingly random tunnels at the other end of the thing. It looks like they're just they're just gonna keep running. Should we just keep going and let them run away? Uh, sure. Yeah, let's keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Katie, I shouldn't drop lion shape because I'm a useful tank right now. I've got seven hit points, but Aaron, it's not, I'm not gonna complain. That's not that wouldn't be yeah, in character. <laughs> um, I'm fine, you guys. Let's keep going. You look super bloody. Um, do you want another of these? Sure. Yeah, that'd be great. Cool. So you get nice thirteen hit points. Oh, that's excellent. Those are good healing potions. I just yeah. rolled max healing too. Okay. I wonder uh, if I can like lion mime out. Um, there's more. <laughs> or something like that. Uh, roll animal handling. <laughs> not, not, you, not you. Not uh, you. Everyone else roll animal. to roll performance? No. <laughs> I mean, yes. Sure. Oh, that's appropriate. That's a two. <laughs> so we can insight the bird, but animal handle? That's a three. Actually, no, it's a three. Okay, that's an also a three. I'm a jack of all trades. A 15 on performance? Three. Three. Uh, Theo... <laughs> All of you get Vantis. Well, no. Um, Aaron and Euterpe. Vantis is doing some odd kind of like. Maybe it's a dance. Maybe it's just she's a cat now and she doesn't like water and green water and she's not very happy about it. Theo, she's trying to tell you something. Like there's something. You're not quite. I'm not getting it. Um. Maybe we do Morse code. <laughs> oh, oh, I know that sign. That's children. <laughs> Place <laughs> uh, Can Dust make a try? What is it, Lassie? Uh, can Dust make a try? Yeah. yeah. Is there a There's wall a boy we... stuck in a well. <laughs> There's uh, a wall we can paint the alphabet on too. <laughs> have her point it. Oh, what's Dust's wisdom? Is Dust, dust stuck in a well? <laughs> Um, Dust actually does just make it and says, um, I think she's trying to say there's more ahead or something. <laughs> Why are you barking her? <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess I was thinking like roar and then yeah, there we go. <laughs> but yeah, just frantic there's... nodding. Yeah, Dust, Dust can understand cat body language a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> There's more danger? Like there are more undead things? Okay. <laughs> oh, well, I do too much mastiff. <laughs> <laughs> you just got used to communicating as a mastiff. Dust looks like maybe um, she's not super enthused with your rendition of being a feline creature. <laughs> as a cat, as a, like a tabaxi <laughs> herself. I give her an apologetic shrug. She just kind of rolls her shoulders a little bit. <laughs> okay, let's so, be very careful as we go forward, I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. if there's more danger ahead, I could give you one more. Um, actually, more. at that, the Nutcracker is going to flutter over to um, Aaron. And Aaron gets back uh, seven more hit points. As awesome. it, it lands, it sort of pecks at one of your wounds and some sort of something oh, spreads from it. Cool. So now we also know that this is a good nutcracker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that this is not an, a spy sent by somebody um, you don't like. At this point, everyone can roll perception. 
Ex yeah, including Aaron. Does, can I use scent for this? 18! Uh, you cannot use scent for this. Okay. 18, this is going to be the only time this entire game I roll good for this action. 15. 23. Unless it's outside 40 feet and sight pace. No, it's it's on Aaron. So what Euterpe and Theo get as this... The casting of whatever this is that heals, that heals Aaron... There is, like, a, a nutcracker, the beak is sort of, like, pointing to the wound. However, there's also, like, a small... Aaron's armor sort of presses inward a little bit lower than that, as if some small something was pushing up to cast this. Oh, good, there's someone invisible here. Yeah. How, they must have been swaying, because I wouldn't have known to cast you, anything on them. They... Or they could, they could have cast it on themselves. Possibly. You did not know... Any other disturbances in the water, other oh. than yourselves? Why are you? Why are you following us, invisible? Uh, the bird turns its head to you and turns back towards um about hip height on Aaron before looking back at you. It doesn't. I mean, it gives it gives like a little. Oh man, what's a nutcracker call? I have this written down. Uh, it gives sort of like a, a quiet, harsh, cr cracking noise. Okay. Um, but that's just like it's that's just how you write down what its call sounds like. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I guess you don't want to reveal yourself. That's cool. We won't do you any harm. <laughs> uh, any recommendations on which way we should go? Can I try slinking around and sniffing it at where the invisible thing seems to be? Yeah, sure. Try. I mean, hey, don't look a gift shark in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just want to know if it like smells like undead or something. Eighteen. And are you smelling the bird or where the invisible thing might be? Where the invisible thing might be, since you said the bird seems to have settled on the invisible thing? Uh, no, it's fluttering around. It, it oh. hasn't settled on anything. Okay, well, I'm just sniffing around the area where I believe the invisible thing to be then. Nothing. Nothing other than the smells of z zombies, whatever this creature is that you just killed, Aaron, your party. Nothing else. There's <laughs> no smell here. <laughs> By the way, what's the condition of that longbow? Uh, that longbow is intact and well cared for. Hell yeah, I take the longbow. There's also a long sword if anyone would like it. Uh, yeah, sure, I'll grab yeah. that. And they're nice quality. Awesome. Uh, the, the long sword actually has like a, a deep black sort of onyx gem set into the handle, it looks like. Ooh. I want to <laughs> look at the crystal ball. That he spoke into a crystal ball? He spoke into a little stone. Okay. Um, that he put back. You can attempt to get it out of his sort of little pouch at his side. I'm going to try to do that. Okay, roll me a dexterity check. <laughs> can I search his body for, like, money or mm -hmm. other things? Yeah, search, um, roll investigation. Booyah, that is a 18. Uh, yeah, you manage to sort of, it's it's like a drawstring pouch, and you manage to get, like, one, two claws in and just kind of pull, you got it. Um, and out tumbles, roll me Arcana. I'm definitely interested in this thing as um, well. Yeah, that's only a two. You, it's a stone. I will also roll Arcana on this. I mean, I know he spoke into it. That's a 20 Arcana for me. What'd you get, Theo? 10. 10. Uh, I think actually both of you get it. It's a pretty common item. It's a sending stone. Oh. Cool. That's kind of what I thought. <laughs> uh, 17 investigation. He's got torn up, studded leather armor now. Not functional anymore. Also smells kind of like rotting flesh. Okay. He looks almost frozen in places. He's definitely undead and been undead a while, but intelligent. There's no money on him. There's only weapons and this sending stone. Gotcha. Okay. 
We want to hold on to the Sending Stone in case they try to... Yeah. yeah. Though he spoke a language I don't know. Yeah, so either. perhaps... Oh, Lion? I, I think I got that one. You know it. <laughs> Here, Lion! <laughs> have a Sending Stone! <laughs> I will hold on to it for you. Oh, by the way, while you're in Lion form, the bracelet's definitely back on your wrist. <laughs> oh, <Why yep>. <laughs> <laughs> We established it was on Petrified Me as well. <laughs> so let's keep... Yeah, going. Oh, does the bird direct us any? The nutcracker does fly ahead. Um, as it gets to the the edge of the light, you Terfi and Vantis roll me perception. Ten. Twenty. Uh, so Vantis and Dust both notice small, about two and a half to three feet tall, shadowy form. Like it's not quite there not invisible not what you saw before either in terms of like it's you've never noticed it before this point but it's only as the bird crosses the threshold of the dim light into the shadow that you can see a outline of a vague shadowy outline of a form that appears to be leading you forward hmm. interesting i'm gonna tr- it's taking us sort of down a particular passageway? Yes, it's taking you down one, not the one directly across, but one just to the right of that. Okay. I'd like to sort of offer to stealth ahead. Okay. With dust. All right. Cats can stealth ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, 15. Okay. Yeah, you guys keep going ahead with this little J, not J. Why do I keep saying <laughs> J? This little nutcracker fluttering ahead of you. How long do your attempts last from heroism? Uh, I think it's only a minute. Okay. Yeah, I think. So they all disappear. So, yeah. So you guys press on forward, yeah. Vantis and Dust, as you press further forward. And this is a this is a this is a drier path. It looks like most of the water gets stuck in this sort of lake area that you were just in with the one uh, island. And this route is drier, but still sloping downward and curving gently in places it's a little bit treacherous you have to go a little bit carefully it takes you walk for about another half hour and as you keep walking vantis and dust both notice that the more time passes the more this shadowy figure starts to sort of become more distinct what can we figure out about it roll me insight all right i like that one 14. The figure is wearing some kind of a cloak over um, a slight hunch to the back, it looks like. Quite small. And where there's a hood up at the moment, but when you turn, you do get, it looks like the, a sharp beak protruding. Okay. This is not our employer. Hmm. No, for sure not. This looks like a... You would know... This resembles the form of a kenku, mm-hmm. which is a flightless bird people that cannot speak, that do share the island that your country is on, shares it with a nation of kenku. This one's quite small. Hmm. Like, young child-sized. A young kenku child? My tail lashes. Okay. Uh, I, dust is not... Dust is also paying attention, but Dust doesn't know what this is because Dust has never seen a Kenku before. Oh gosh, you know what? I should drop Lion Shape, and okay. I'm gonna sort of drop back and tell you guys it's a Kenku. It's not our employer. 
They're thieves, or a lot of them are. They have an attraction for things. Is this true in this world? Kenku are known to be thieves and cannot speak for themselves to correct such an <laughs> interpretation. In my crossing through their country, did I see that they had a certain... In Their country is mainly made up of, similar to this, winding connections of sea caves that uh, do not... They have outward markets that people can come into, but as they cannot effectively communicate with, particularly with people, with non-Kenku people, they're incredibly secretive. Okay. They're known to be excellent. A lot of the books in Asset are Kenku copied, mm-hmm. because Kenku are expert, like they can create a forgery of a book immediately, practically. Cool. They're expert copiers. Mm-hmm. I think we should, this is not our employer here, I think we should find out why this Kenku is here with us. Could be a difficult conversation given the nature of Kenku, but... You can figure it out sometimes. So, yeah, I'm gonna try to go up ahead and go for where the bird is and say... Well, you can, in, in the shadows, this figure is now discernible mm-hmm. and seems to be aware of that. Okay. The bird, by the way, actually I think by the time you come back, the bird has settled on this individual's shoulder. Mm-hmm. So, and this individual still looks like a kinku kid, right? Yeah, still looks like um, a young child. So I'm going to lean down and I'm going to go, now, we thought you were our employer. You're not? Now, what brings you here? Uh, the kid points a certain direction, and uh, the direction that you're heading with a hand, and opens their mouth and makes a sound of, um, a sound of glass breaking. A sound of glass breaking? Yeah. Is there something you need to get here? Thinks about it for a moment and nods. Are you trying to get a chest of seeds? Sort of tilts their head slightly to the side and and looks up at you and... holds out a hand towards you as if, like, take my hand. I take it. You attempt to. Your hand passes partway through this individual's. Huh. As though, not all the way through, but about halfway through. Hmm. And the kid shakes their head Hmm. and points to the chest and says, and makes like a can't motion and points to you and makes the sound of glass breaking again. You're trapped like this? Shrug and a nod, yeah. And whatever's down there can help you get solid again? Or <laughs> out of whatever trap? There's like a, a, a noise of, it sounds like birds laughing. Oh. Um, it's not her own noise. Um, and there, this does appear to be a young girl the more that you interact with her. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, the, the cloak, as it sort of as you continue walking, and particularly as time keeps passing, details about this individual become clearer. This is sort of a dark red cloak um, that's sort of half pushed back. And she she seems to be laughing at the idea that she could become more, that, you know, this could fix this. Okay. Remembering what we've heard recently, does this have something to do with the Shadowfell? She gives a little bit of a shrug and a nod and... Okay. 
Can you Can be uh, solid again? Are you, are you guys all here in this conversation? Are we? I, I think so. Are we, I, I, I assume we were like stand, we were listening but standing back. Okay, so here's the thing. Here's what I'm going to say. Theo, you step forward for a brief moment, still carrying the light. When the light touches her, her form goes more indistinct again. It hmm. looks as though she can't, she's only more fully formed at the moment in the shadows. Okay. Um, so in the dim light, she's now she is now the shadowy form is visible in the dim light, but she's only got this detail in the shadows at the moment. Although she does seem to be coming, be becoming more there with every passing moment. Can I incite her? Like, yeah, sure. Just generally, hmm, ten. What's her attitude? Are you also inciting Theo? Yeah. What did you roll? Eighteen. Okay. So with a ten. You're not getting so much. She's pretty mysterious. Theo, you... You know what scared kids look like. She's not scared. Or if she is, she might be worried, but it seems to be outwardly directed. She seems... Mostly like she's focused on guiding you to whatever it is she wants you to get. Why are you... Boy, how do I formulate questions? (laughs) She seems like she wants us to, she wants to help us get to this thing, and I'm trying to figure out why. Kid, what's your name? She makes the sound of a walnut cracking open. Nutcracker? Or she makes the sound of, or she she gives like a little pinching motion, like short. No. No? Nice to meet you, Nut. I'm Theo. She extends her hand towards you. I do my best to shake it. Particularly in the, like, dim light where she's standing now so that Aaron and Theo can see her. She's much more indistinct, and you pass completely through her hand, and she gives, like, a shrug. Is there any way we can help you? She gives a shrug again, and she makes the sound of sort of an, an a hollow ringingness, like maybe from some kind of empty bowl, metal bowl or ring or something like that. Something that sounds... It's its the sound of something empty. Well, um... We're gonna find something at the end of this. Yeah, I uh, think we should keep moving. But I don't... In the water. Yeah. Yeah, yeah as she goes yeah. a little bit ahead, I'm gonna try to go... I'm guessing everybody else has thought this too, but let's not trust her too much. Um... Yeah, she healed She seems me. fine. Yes, but... She's also clearly been touched by the Shadowfell pretty heavily. And if she's just an innocent kid who needs some help with the situation, great. I'm happy to provide it. But there's something nasty down there. Something that uh, the Sending Stone, you said, um, company, when we were attacking. I can't be certain that we're not being led into a trap. So just I mean, we can never be certain that we're not being led into a trap, but she does, she hasn't yet... She seems like someone who needs our help, frankly. Yeah, yes. I'm not um, saying don't help. I'm just saying... She's a child who's been hurt. Why in the world wouldn't you trust her? She hasn't we done anything don't... to earn our distrust. Again, sketchy Shadowfell kid. Theo, roll me a d20 real quick. <laughs> okay. Two. All right. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> cool, cool. Uh, does I'm 
Not being touched that. by the Shadowfell automatically mean that you are like untrustworthy and out to kill us? Is that is that? It th- means there's some story that we don't know yet, and I'd be. We want to take everything with a grain of salt until we do. Again, I want to help the kid too. Hope for the best, expect the worst. But yeah, what he said. Is there a way that Kenku can communicate? Do they have a language of their own? Roll me a history check. You terapy, do you want to get in on this one? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I passed two right? I'll probably ask Oh, that was good. That's a 23. Oh, wow. Would I've you... got a 14. 11. So you terapy is going to step up and do you want to take this one given that you know how Kenku work in my world because we've had this fight before? Uh, I mean, I don't remember the details so you should explain So you terapy is going to step up and explain that Kenku, the story is, Kenku all have sort of hunched backs and can only, they have no voices of their own. They can only mimic sounds they've heard. There's limited, uh, they can't even... They can copy over someone else's words to exact perfection, but they cannot compose their own. And they have no, they have no sign language, they have no verbal language, and they have no written language. Because the story goes, long, long ago, before almost anyone can remember, they betrayed their god. No one knows who their god is, by the way, but whoever their god is, they betrayed their god. And in recompense, their god took their wings from them, leaving only stumps, and took their ability to communicate. And left them forever yearning to fly and to speak, to create. Kenku can create nothing. They are thieves and copycats because they have nothing of their own. That's gonna make this really difficult. Yes, that is the problem with Kenku. I mean, regardless, we still have a job to do, and the well, we have a limited amount of time to do it, so we should keep forging ahead, I yeah. think. Yeah, let's keep going. We don't have any other way forward. So you keep going, and this tunnel that you're going down is much wider than the others you've been going through so far. It's um, 12 by 12, practically. Um, as you go along, it's also really dry um, and has sort of this rock bottom as well. Really dry as in it doesn't fill when the tides come in? It doesn't seem to fill when the tides come in, no. That's useful. And it goes down into, it descends, descends, descends. And then there's a moment where it again opens up into a larger chamber. And you seem, as you walk out, you do notice that there are other sort of, um, other tunnels that also seem to lead down here to this point. They all come out on sort of this side of a, a large underwater, not underwater, underground sort of grotto of a kind. And in front of you is the very old remains of a very old ship. There's just the bones of it, essentially. So we found it. Seems like. Yeah. Does it seem structurally sound? Does it seem like there are any traps rigged on it? It seems like there is sand on the edge of this grotto where this uh, uh, this place is. It looks like you cannot get into sort of the belly of the ship without walking through water and potentially making some noise. 
um, I'd say you're on the last like five minutes of water walk at this point, and there are tracks leading forward. It looks like a single pair of tracks leading into the belly of this ship. Kanku tracks? Humanoid tracks? Uh, not... They're distinctly humanoid. Kanku are technically humanoids as well, but they have claw right, feet. Right, yeah, like, like claw tracks they or foot tracks. They have bird feet. They have bird feet. <laughs> they do have weirdly humanoid arms uh, that are a little creepy with their, like, stump wings. People don't tend to like Kanku very much. Um, <laughs> but there, there's uh, humanoid footprints okay. leading in. Okay. Well. Uh, oh, by the way, let me know when two hours elapse. Mm-hmm. I have two lights. And so okay. at some point we're going to be plunged into darkness. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Yeah, you're you're coming up on um an hour and 45 minutes. Good, good. All right. So good. let's let's go into the ship cuz my light's going to go out pretty soon. All right. Yeah, then. we should be prepared for fighting. Yep. Okay. Can I sniff to see if I can smell any undead right around here? Uh, yeah, sure. Roll me scent perception. All right. Oh, wait. No, I'm not aligned anymore. Nope. Actually, yeah, I'll give up on that one <laughs> Also, then. does anyone need to be healed up before we go into this? But I guess a general survival check to see I'm if there's any light. I'm not at full, but I'm pretty... I, don't ha- I only have healing words. Yeah, I mean, I'm um, at 20. I'm, I'm nine away from full. That is a 20. I mean... Everything you've faced so far in here has been undead. That is true. There's one pair of footprints here. It could be someone who brought all the undead. Could be more undead. Joy, joy, joy. Does anyone have light, by the way? No. Uh, not today. Great. Um, right. Nut raises her hand. Oh, awesome. And she casts uh, dancing lights. Oh, that and works. does sort of a little... She makes him into a taller humanoid form and makes him do a little jig. <laughs> I like it. Nice. And then dispels it. I might ask you to do that again if you can. You will note that the light is sort of weird. It's like filtered through something almost as though her her spells don't necessarily 100% manifest here. <laughs> All right. That's interesting to know, too. Cool, so we go into the ship. All right, I'm going to say, everyone roll me perception. Three. Nice. 14. 22. 11. Okay, let's do this. Okay, uh, so everyone, what did you roll again? Three. 14. 11. 22. Yeah, everyone who rolled above a 10 is going to act in the surprise round. <laughs> Um, okay. as, as soon as you walk in, you notice, um, oh, everyone roll me initiative, by the way. Net 20! Uh, <laughs> initiative is not my thing. Which die? This one. You've been really moving through your dice today. Oh. Yeah. Just for you initiative. You have to. <laughs> I mean, I've been doing fine on others. Just yeah. Pencil just broke. I'm gonna use a pen. Nope, this is, I, this is yours. Yes. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, man, I used the luck bracelet today. Yes, My, you did. Did. My initiative <laughs> is this many. Oh, good. Good, good, good. Nat 20, Aaron? Yep. Uh, 25 to 20. 20 to 15. 15 to 10? 13. <laughs> Seven. Okay, so, yeah, dust is going to be before then. First up is... Aaron. However, 
Aaron, you have to roll some stuff on your first go. Uh, as you come in to this space with Theo's light almost immediately behind you, um, you do see about about 30 feet and basically as soon as you cross the threshold with sort of a, a rotting wooden wall up against its back is a creature lying in wait for you. This is a humanoid figure, but you could not discern what race it was in life if it was anything that resides on this plane. Its skin is sort of bluish green and stretched across a sort of thin skeletal oddly formed form. It has no hair left, hollow eye sockets, a hollow grinning mouth. It's absolutely horrifying and it's looking right at you. Uh, So when you enter, I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Okay. Um, that's a 16. Okay. Ooh, yeah. This is going to be a thing that's going to keep happening. Uh, you are going to take seven points of psychic damage. Oof. And you get the sense that if you look straight at this thing at the start of your turn, you might keep taking a lot of psychic damage. Um, I inform the others of this, mm-hmm. um, and then I look at the ground, and or I guess if I've already looked at it, you've him, already done not, it for this okay. round. Um, I've already done it for this round, so I run at him and take a swing, or okay. it, the creature. Yeah, roll and attack. Nat twenty. Awesome. Critting a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, 18 points of slashing damage. All right, yeah, this guy takes a solid hit right from the start. Uh, Dust's go. Dust is gonna fire off. Dust is gonna open with another guiding bolt, because I don't know what clerics do. (laughs) That's pretty much it. Uh, yeah. Guiding bolt and healing. Yeah. Not great damage. 11 points of damage. Next attack has advantage. Um, all right, so... Uh, next up, it is Theo's turn. I'm gonna look at its feet and throw a bomb at its feet. Okay. I hit the square with a 23, mm-hmm. and it can have a con save. Okay. It makes it. Five damage halved, so two. Okay. Yeah, it's, you know, you guys did some pretty serious damage to it pretty quickly. And I step a little bit away from Aaron. Okay. Uh, it is its turn, so it's going to activate something that will be relevant as it goes forward. Uh, and then it's going to look... Aaron just did a lot of damage at it. It's going to look at Aaron. Aaron, make a constitution saving throw. Even though I'm looking away? Even though you're looking away, because it's looking at you. This is something it does on its turn as opposed to happening Great, right your that turn. did not go as well. That's a 12. Oh, you fail. So you're... Oh, it's okay. It's shit damage. I'm going to take eight points of... A necrotic damage. And then it's Vantus's turn. Vantus. Yep. Nope. Are you looking away? Yeah. Okay. I'm guessing I can tell where it is enough to say target a moonbeam without looking directly or. Let me look up the description on moonbeam real quick to see what it's. I would say you could either attempt the save and take the damage uh, and guaranteed hit it, or you'd have to roll me a spellcasting ability check to see if you could do it. You know, I'll just. Hmm. And it's a con save? It's a con save. Sure, I'll try to make the save. Alright. Roll me constitution saving throw. Oh, awesome. That's a 21. Awesome. So you're going to take less damage. 
Oh, there's too many dice. Uh, you're gonna take 17 points of psychic damage. Oh, fuck, I did not realize it was that much. Um, okay, I'm never looking at it again. As it stares, looking at it is physically upsetting. Like, this is something that should not exist, and its presence here is creepy, disturbing, awful. That's why when you actually look at it and force yourself to confront it, it's almost like you can't handle it. Oh, shit. There's another thing that it does when your turn is, but you cast Moonbeam on it. It'll roll con save on its turn. Yep. At the end of your turn, is it the end of your turn? Uh, yeah. You take five points of necrotic damage as the dark shadows around it hit you. <laughs> um. Top of the order with Aaron. I'm gonna take another swing. I'm not looking at it because it's right there, so I can. Okay, just, so yeah. uh, you have a straight roll because you'd have advantage from guiding bolt. Okay. Uh, that's uh, twenty-three to hit. Twenty-three hits, yes, for sure on that one. Oh, I forgot a thing. That makes more sense, yes. Okay. Oh, uh, that is nine points of slashing damage. Okay. So, yes. Your hits that you thought you were doing? Uh, sorry, I have to do something real quick. It's non-magical weapons. It's non-magical weapons, so it's not doing yeah. as much damage as you would hope it was doing, but it does... Oh, that's just... No, that's there. So it's, it's not... You realize now that you thought you hit it, and you did hit it really well, but... It's, it seems to be naturally resistant to what you're doing. Is that the end of your turn? I have nothing else I can do. You take five points of necrotic damage. Yeah, sure. It is your Terpy's turn. So no way am I looking at it because For sure. I am not great on hit points. Uh, I can, and attack rolls would be made with disadvantage to target it, right? Yep. Great, I'm gonna cast Fairy Fire on it since that's a range thing and I think I can get a 20 foot cube with it. <laughs> and it fails its deck save with a Great. net one. It is uh, glowing blue and things would have advantage so if you don't look it's a straight roll. No. Great. Great, is that the end of your turn? Uh, yeah, I only have one inspiration so I wanna hold on to that. Take five points of necrotic damage. Okay, okay. It's Dust's turn. I forgot Dust looked at it at the start of her last turn to cast the attack, because I didn't roll with disadvantage. Um, but she made the save, so she's down some amount of hit points. A decent amount of hit points. Dust is, nice. Dust is yeah. down. Uh, Dust is not looking great, so... Um, Physician healed thyself. Yeah, she is going to dump a first level Cure Wounds into herself. That's going to be her turn. And she does max, so she's just doing... Our, I've got an idea of where she is. No, I should actually write this down. <laughs> I hate managing, I hate npc people. Yeah, she's doing okay. But at the end of her turn, she takes another five points of psychic damage. And, sorry, necrotic damage as the shadows pull again at your life forces. And then it is Theo's turn. All right, Aaron, last one. <laughs> Thank you. Um, would you like me to pour it into your mouth? Um, sure. You seem to be good with hitting it. Okay, I do that. Okay, roll, roll your thing. Nine, healing. And everybody seems to be in a lot of pain from being near him, so I'm going to back up to about 30 feet away. If you're still 30 feet away, which is what you have to be to be in this thing, he's set up a lair here, you see. Got it, clever. At the end of your turn, you still take five points of yeah. necrotic damage. I mean, I assume I can't actually tell. Like, is there a radius where it is visible? Uh, roll me perception. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, 23. When you, if you were to step back out of the ship, it looks, you would completely lose line of sight of him. You don't know what happened if you step back in, and it might give you more disadvantage if you were to uh, attempt to attack him again. Stuff like that, because you don't know where he might move. Mm -hmm. uh, but you would 
there's like a ring of shadows in this lair sort of projecting out from him and that seems to be the he seems to have set it up specifically with that as the edge of it nothing happened when i first stepped onto the ship no nothing happened when you first stepped on okay well i'm going to assume then that that if i stepped on a second time yeah i mean that seems like a reasonable thing to assume who knows if it's actually correct but yeah i'm going to step off the ship Okay, so you step out of the ship. Yes. Um, you lose line of sight on him completely. Yes. I know you weren't looking at him, but you now have no idea where he is. But you don't take five points of necrotic damage. That's good. It's his go. And he gets to roll a con save? For sure. That's what's his con that will matter, actually. That's a 14? Um, he makes it, but he still takes six radiant damage. All right, yeah. I mean, he's not pleased. Definitely. He's going to focus again on... Aaron's the only one in melee of him, but no, because you just did the thing. So mm-hmm. he's going to focus in on you. Um, so I need you to roll me a con saving throw. Oh, fuck. Um, it's a ten. Okay. Uh, I Oh, fuck, that is too many dice. Yeah. That's going to be 22 points of necrotic damage. I am unconscious. Okay. Uh. After you, I forgot to write her into the initiative order first, but uh, you are unconscious, but you do feel a more solid humanoid, small humanoid form sort of pressed near you as you fall unconscious, and a nut is going to cast Spare the Dying, so you're going to stabilize. Okay. And I don't have the... Or that means I have one hit point? Or... Um, I... Don't believe that's what happened. The names are still unconscious, oh, but you're just you're unconscious, that but you you don't make that saves. I'll take that. We pat up this order, Aaron. Okay. Well, I'm gonna shout something. I, I I can't think of what, but I'm, I'm gonna. I guess I'll say like, the, he's over here or something, uh, so I can alert Theo so that when Theo steps back in, uh, he'll have an idea of where to attack. Okay. And then I'm gonna hit him. Okay. Uh, that is uh, twenty-one to hit. Yes, that hits. Uh, that's 10 points of slashing damage. Okay. Uh, yeah, again, it's not doing as much as you want it to do, but you're still doing okay. Um, and at the end of your turn, you need to get me some five points of necrotic damage. Yeah, that's right. You Great. So I'm gonna use my last spell slot and do a level (laughs) two healing word on Vantas. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, so that's gonna be, I'm gonna need another d4. Can I borrow your d4? Mm Mm-hmm. So that's going to be uh, 10 points of healing to you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm out. Uh, I'm going to uh, firebolt while not looking at it, but the fairy fire cancels out the disadvantage. Mm-hmm. A 14 to hit. Misses. Okay, and I like Theo's idea of running away. <laughs> okay, you step out, you lose track of where he is. Okay. And when you step outside of the ship, you can't keep track of him anymore. That's fine. It's Dust's turn. Dust was going to heal you. Uh, I think she's blown through... At least, yeah, she's blown through, like, all her first levels. She's going to... I don't suppose she has any protection spells. She does, actually. I'm looking at one right now. I don't know if she... She didn't... She wouldn't have prepared it for today, though. Um, here's what she's gonna... No, AC does nothing here. It's only one action, and it's all she can do at the moment, I think. I mean, she normally has her crossbow, too. She does have her crossbow, but this is more useful at the moment. She is going... Oh, she's going to cast Prayer of Healing to give you all some healing. Good. Awesome. Good. I appreciate that. Oh, yeah. Very average healing for this spell. 
all of you get back 11 hit points. Whoa. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, oh down good five. spell. And then it's, it's its turn. Oh, and she takes five points. So, oh, but she also gets back 11. So she was at that. So now she's, she's at that. Okay, she's at 15. Is it, did it move last turn? Uh, it did not move, so it is also still going to make a thing. Yep, calm save. Which it's going to fail, this one. What? In that case, it takes eight radiant. All right, it's not looking super good, uh, but it is going to focus its gaze on Aaron. So Aaron, roll me a con saving throw. Mm, 14. All right, you do make it. So you're gonna take half damage. Ooh, good damage. It's not, not good news. You're gonna take 10 points of necrotic damage. And I'm right back down. And I can't see Aaron, so I can't cut any words. Nope. And it's gonna stay right where it is in its Vantus's turn. Alright. If it's not it hasn't moved then. It has not moved, no. Um so in that case I can I am going to Lion. Mm-hmm. And then I have an ally within five feet so that yep. cancels out with the no Also Fairy Fire. Also uh, fairy yes. fired. Also Fairy Fire, so I get advantage then? Or? Uh yes. Yes. Okay. Um, advantage from one thing, disadvantage from the other, no, advantage from yeah. another. Yep. So means um, advantage is how Rose. I don't care what you think. <laughs> this is my game. <laughs> um, that's don't a, don't try and argue with me when I try and make you cooler. I don't understand why you always okay. do this. Um. So that's a sixteen for a bite attack here. Uh. Yeah. That hits. Great. And I bite for um eleven piercing damage. Not yes. Damage. Super not looking good. But also having this thing in your jaws is the worst feeling. I like not really fast. Not damage <laughs> feeling bad, but like oh my god, this is terrible. This is like why did I ever want to be a shapeshifter again? This is like oh, I don't want to touch this thing ever. Oh my god, it's so bad. Take five oh. points of uh, necrotic damage at the end of your turn. Fair. Uh, top of the order, Aaron. I'm gonna hit it. Cool. That's a uh, thirteen hit. That misses. Uh, you terpy. I'm gonna run in and look for the blue fire. If you're looking at it... I'm not trying to look directly at it. I'm trying to sort of just, like, nope, see it. Nope. You my... look at it or you don't, my man. Ugh, I don't, I'm out of spells, but I don't think I could afford the dance. Like, I, it would one-shot no, me. No, 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 no. Oh, I'm about to lose the... Sorry, give me a second. Okay. I don't remember where you were. <laughs> oh, it was my turn. I was trying to figure out. Oh what yes, to do. what are you doing, oh, you yeah. terpy? Uh, so I think because I don't want to look at it, um, I'm gonna run in and give my last inspiration to Aaron. Okay, cool. Uh, and then I'm gonna run back out. Goodbye, you terpy. It's dust's go. Dust is going to f- attempt to fire at it with a crossbow. No, this is the wrong guy. This is the dust die. It's gonna miss. Goodbye. Dust takes five points of damage. Uh, Theo, it's your turn. I'm gonna run in and throw a bomb at its square. Disadvantage. Okay. Even though it's lit up. Even though it's lit up because Theo was outside and doesn't really know where it is. But I I also called out to... You did, but it's an echoey, echoey ship, and also this is how the encounter is set up. If you, You either stay and take the damage or you run out and get hard, hard things happening to you. Gotcha. Okay, I've got a 12 to hit the square. Yes, that is um, what you need to hit the square. And it can have a dex save. And so can Aaron. Is it a cold bomb? Yes. I am resistant to cold. Awesome. 
I was hoping to hit a square that did not include Aaron. That was not an option but, here. But it fails its... Yeah. Well, dex... No, yeah, it'll fail its save no matter what. Good. Uh, that's, uh, 12. That also fails. I'm sorry. It's okay, I take half anyway. Yeah. Sorry, Aaron. Um, 10 damage. Okay, uh, so uh, you... Four of it is piercing and six is cold. Does not matter. You run in, you sort of hurriedly chuck this bomb, not really knowing you're sort of guided by Aaron, which is why Aaron is caught in this blast as well. However, when the when a blast sort of clears and the pierce and Aaron stops shielding her eyes, the shadows have died down and this horrific mess of a creature is horrifically splayed many places as it appears to have not survived. Yes! I did it! Oof. High five. Good job. Good job. I run back in. <laughs> I'm gonna stay lion-shaped. Okay. Because, yeah, hit point. There is a small sort of, this appears to be a place where like, it's it's been moving things here. It's been building this lair. So if you were going to search for this object, you might find it in this room. At this point, in the dim light of your light, Nut sort of steps into the room, and she appears to be heading actually directly for this awful mess of a creature. And she's going to try and step over the corpse of it. Okay. Do you know what this is, Nut? Oh, she nods. Is there any way you can convey <laughs> it to, to us? She makes this gesture of, like, a hand and then something on, like, moving across it. I pull out paper and charcoal. She steps back into the shadow. No, I pull out a pen. She steps back into the shadow and just gestures for you to lay it down. Right. Um, and she, with very clear, hard concentration, reaches towards the pen, appears, and her hand passes through it a little bit the first time, but the second time as she reaches out, again, focusing, pulling deeper back into the shadow. She does manage to pick it up, shakily in her hand. It doesn't like being there. It's it's sort of half falling out all the time. And she writes out a single word, which is Bodak. B-O-D-A-K. Have any of us heard of a Bodak? Roll me Arcana checks. Good at those. Theoretically. <laughs> no, I'm not. That's a nat one. I'll try it Tens. Does having the name of it help at all? No. Uh, it lowers the DC, yes. Oh, good. I rolled a 17, but I don't know anything about Arcana, so I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, what, do you, what did you get, Theo? 13. Aaron. You've heard Bodox mentioned before. Vaguely somewhere, some discussion you overheard of some nobles in in Rungut, not on the plane, not on the places that you not not on the surface. Yeah, um, not above water. There was some comment on it with you think it's it's related to the abyssal plane somehow. Hmm. The abyssal planes. You're not sure. Interesting. I share what information I have with the party. Um, and you do notice that, like, despite the fact that her hand shook so much, she appears to be attempting to imitate someone else's sort of flowing script. This is not her own word. Expect nothing else. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, she does step over it, and she sort of half pokes at pieces. It looks like she's trying... It's almost like she's trying to take a piece of it. I pick it up. She shakes her head. She taps her chest. You have to do it. 
I move my light away. She does after, it takes her several tries, but she manages to get like a, a finger and tuck it away in a bag. She looks at it and she looks as though she's not, it's pretty clear she's not sure if it'll stay there. But she's, she's got it tucked into a, a bag at her side. Do I have any idea of what the finger of an undead... I mean, could it be part of a spell or a ritual or... Roll me arcana or... Roll me arcana or insight. Those are your options. Okay. I'll go with arcana. 22. The finger of an undead creature, particularly one from another plane, could be a component in spells... You don't know which ones, and you don't know if a kid would know them. Yeah. Like, she's a weird kid, but she is, she looks like the equivalent of about, you know, eight or ten years old. Does it seem like it could have something to do with, like, being partially in, the pl- in a plane and partially out of it? Or connected it to might. some other plane? Or... It might. Okay. All right. Um, Cool. I guess I'll investigate the ship and see if we can find a chest. Okay, roll investigation. I'm gonna help him with that. Awesome. Yeah. I'm gonna look around also. Yeah, I'm gonna mm-hmm. need the help. Same. Uh, that's gonna be a 19 for me. Nice. I've got seven. <laughs> that one on my investigation. So. Uh, 16. Okay. So, uh, Vantus, you you're still in line form. Mm-hmm. So you keep trying to sniff around at things, but honestly, this whole area is permeated with the awful, weird sense of that awful, weird thing you fought that you don't... It's, yeah, it's really hard for you to focus. You guys now all know what a lion sneezing sounds like. <laughs> Theo, you do not find a small crystal chest full of seeds. Oh, I have to roll for dust as well. Utterly average. What's her modifier? Because she might actually go before Theo then, as I go from the bottom up. Uh, no, she goes at the same time as Theo. So, Theo, you find a, um, you find a, it looks like sort of a, a magically preserved robe of some kind. Hmm. Do I have any idea what I might do? Roll Arcana. Thirteen. No! It's definitely magical. Cool. For sure, magical. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Hey, Turpy, any idea what this robe does? That's ten. No, it's it's it a might magical. Be magical, I think. Yeah, I, I think, think it's, sure magical. it's magical. Seems, seems pretty magicy. Aaron, oh no, sorry. Dust hunts around and dust finds. Dust is gonna find the other sending stone on the Bodok. Mm. Sort of hey, splattered on a hand now. near him. That's so you now nice. you have a pair of yeah. sending stones. And Aaron, you roll a sixteen. Mm-hmm. You're going to find. You you sort of hunt around in various places and you. Uh, there's sort of a, um, you don't want to say, you were near the Bodok a lot. It's not pleasant. So you actually move further away and you sort of hunt in a corner where, you know, maybe there's something. And you pull out a, just a really beautiful pearl necklace. Hmm. Just gorgeous. Awesome. And Euterpe, you stayed far away from the Bodok and feel better about hunting in sort of its main pile near it, and after, you know, about 30 seconds, you do pull out this crystal chest. Very, it's only about, um, this big, and it is full of seeds. I found it. Awesome. We should probably go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm starting to get a little worried. My light's probably about to go out, too. Yeah. Yeah, we should Um, head back as fast as we can. I'm going to change back. Do we have a way planned to uh, keep the book from getting wet? 
Question, DM. Is my bag from Rungut, and is it waterproof? Roll me a d20. Um, 11? Yes. Okay, awesome. So I'll put it back in my bag. My bag is waterproof. I forgot it was. I forgot about <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. okay. Otherwise, I was going to offer to for us to take a short rest, and I could have stuck it in my bag, and then... That might be a changed. safer bet, because it is... Um, if you did that and changed, it would be 100% protected, whereas with yours, there's still a little bit of potential damage there. Okay, okay. Yeah, we could do that. And I'm guessing we could all probably use a short rest after. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> if you guys are using hip choice, I will play you a song of rest. Yes. Wonderful. And give you an extra five. Nice. nice. I'm going to use all three. Just one. one. Great. As you take this short rest, Dust is going to sit off to the side and pull out a, a book that you've seen her pull out a couple times and just sort of flip through. And when she does, also, by the way, at this point, Nut is discernible even in the brightest light that you have. Interesting. Um, and uh, seems to be like in shadow is fully formed and detailed and like a person and seems to actually be able to touch things properly. Hmm. And she gets very excited when she sees dust pull out this book and she walks over and she points at it and she's just like smiling and by the way the ever since you first saw her actually physically begin to manifest as soon as like she got any kind of detail in the shadow the nutcracker has been on her tapping my mic again on her shoulder the entire time it has not been flying around and it's been looking where she looks the two beaks following and she seems very excited as she gestures at the book and is like and dust seems to all right, um, and the two of them sort of start poring over the book together. Well, what's that about? Dust says, this is an old guidebook I picked up somewhere. I just flip through it sometimes. It's not anything particularly special. It's out of date and weird and not really in any particular order. Huh. Seems like she recognizes it or something. Hmm. Maybe That's she's been weird. stuck like this for a while, if it's an old guidebook. It's like 30 years of date, and Nut actually does like shake her head, like, no, 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 no. It's still current? It's no, still she, no, she says, um, she sort of points to herself and then. You don't know the book. Again, shakes her head, no, that's not what she's saying. She says, um, she points to herself and then she holds up eight fingers. You're only eight years old. She gives a thumbs up. She's eight. Do you know does does that book? guidebook say anything about the Shadowfell? No. Um, I mean, the weirdest thing is not weird. If it's 30 years, that was before Harrow, and it does have places before Harrow. That's the only thing about it, really, that's interesting. Hmm. It's got... It's annotated. Someone scrawled some notes in places. They just seem to be random names, though. Weird. Uh, she points to a couple. She says, um... Aligar, Rianne, Louis, that's about it. Do we have any way of recognizing these names? Or Roll me a history check. Yeah. Nat 20 here. <laughs> I do not get that. I get an 11. Nat 20. <laughs> <laughs> you, how long ago did you found your bar? How old is it? Did you inherit it or did you found it? We, yeah, we refurbished it from the previous owners. Okay. So you, did you change the name? Yeah. You hunt through it for the previous name. What was that? Before it was the Golden Stag. The Golden Stag. So 
you find an entry and it is about this one's weird because this is actually how long ago did you found your your place um we got it eh, probably about 11 years ago this is about 15 years out of date mm-hmm. this entry it's the sort of the dying years of the golden stag before you its property value decreased enough that you were able to buy it and renovate it and make bring it back to something of its former glory so it's only that's only about 15 years out of date there's place that's definitely after the rise of harrow there's places here that are in that are you know possibly 30 years out of date and you notice that the name scrawled next to it is it is alugar okay and does that mean anything to me it doesn't mean anything to you but it is weird that this book would have both places from harrow that fell 25 years ago and a 15-year-old entry. Hmm. Almost as though this isn't, maybe it's some kind of cobbled together guidebook of other guidebooks. There's something more to this, for sure. Huh. And uh, Nut sort of points to it and then points to herself. Something about, this is from different times. Like, my bar, it's not from when we thought that... Is she in the guidebook? She shakes her head and looks exasperated. <laughs> I look exasperated back. <laughs> do, you, do you already know something about the guidebook, or do you think the guidebook will tell us something? One or two? One. You already know something about the guidebook. Have you seen this particular book before? Oh, she nods. Does it have something to do with the reason we, you're made of shadows? She thinks about that for a moment. And then she nods, yeah. Would you like to point to any particular part of this book? She points to the names scrawled in the corners. Hmm. Do you know who wrote those? She nods. Do you have any way of telling us who wrote those? She repeats back to you in your voice. She's caught mimics you. Do you have any way of telling us? Um, And then she, so she points to the book, to the writing, then to herself, and again she mimics you. Okay, so if we say the names, she can... No, she shakes her head. Um, she looks very frustrated now. Uh, I, is there, like, a table of contents with, like, countries listed out? No, there is no table of contents. It is literally a random assortment. <laughs> can you flip to any page indicating where this person was? She sighs and shakes her head. She points again to the book, to herself, and she mimics what you said. <laughs> Did some of your people copy this book? She she makes she sort of goes like uh, wavy hands like up and down. <laughs> yes, and not really. <laughs> that one. <laughs> huh. I'm wondering, you if there's this legend about a god who cursed them to be copycats. Does it have anything to do with your people's god? This book. She shakes her head. Long shot. Ah, well. Is this somebody we would already know of? Is this like a famous person who wrote the names in the margins? <laughs> we just played 20 questions. She shakes her head and then sort of stops and is like, wavy hands again? <laughs> like, it goes on a fried bar. Okay. Um, <laughs> animal, vegetable, or mineral. <laughs> So here, um, 
Is there something down here we can do to help you further? Or mm, she shakes her okay. head. Let's she. Leave. It seems like she has no. She was guiding you here, but she has no. She's not looking to you to help her. She seems to be under the impression that she was helping you. I mean, she kind she of was. was. Yeah. Like, to be fair, she was. So, I'll just say, well, thank you for your help. She gives you a thumbs up. <laughs> and makes again the sound of a walnut cracking open. <laughs> Let's get um, out of here. So, uh, the chest of seeds? Yeah. Um, yeah how you, heavy is you that? You want to carry yeah. it? Oh, yeah. no, it's like this. Oh, okay. It's like, okay. um... It's like small book sized. Okay, cool. Do you still want to carry um, it? Yeah, I'll carry it. Sure. Um, here, I'll take yeah, the book from earlier. Yeah. So I give you the book. Mm-hmm. Dust puts away the guidebook, but Nut is like walking next to her now and sort of not talking, but sort of making chattering noises, just sort of nonsense. And Dust seems to be like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. And you notice now that at this point, Nut seems almost entirely physical. <laughs> Well, we should probably head back yeah. out yeah, because I don't yeah, know how good we swimmers you guys all are. So much. Thought we were doing that. Um, yeah. So in the interest of time, your light has petered out over the short rest, but uh, Dust is just, not Dust, Nut is going to be continuously casting yeah. dancing lights and leading you guys along. You don't encounter anything on the way back. Roll me athletics checks to do the hop jump. Hop, skip, and a jump. Oof. Remember when you got to the place where there's like the, the tunnel that leads oh, straight yeah. down and you had to uh, walk one water to get up? I oh. have jumping beans prepared. <laughs> I'm a lion and so I can jump up to 25 feet as part of my long jump. You're good, but you also hate water. So you're not, you're, lions don't hate water, but you're also yeah. like not super pleased about the this water. It's yeah. brackish. I'm I not... mean, I bit a bonock. <laughs> Everything is an improvement from there. <laughs> Yes, and it is washing that memory away from you. <laughs> What'd you get, you therapy? Eleven. You slip and fall and sort of hit your head a little bit. Uh, you are swimming at the moment, and you take uh, two points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. I can live with that. Uh, but I think, roll me another athletics check to swim your way forward. Oh, this one has a 50-50 chance of being worse. No, it was a 14. Okay, you do manage to swim your way to where you get footing. Okay. I um, assume you two did fine? Yeah, 15. Yeah, I triumphantly pull out some beans. Guys, I'm ready for this. <laughs> look, look. I put them in my mouth again at 14 on my athletics check, and my jumping distance is tripled. Oh, yeah, you jump super far and land with a splash and an up and nut claps. Excellent. <laughs> Thank you. That was Thank cool. You. Um, and you... I never thought I'd actually use these. <laughs> uh, you continue on ahead, and you press out, and you hit the mouth of the cave, and as you come out, you see that... A decent amount of time ago while you were in there, night fell, and there is, this moon is almost to its peak in the sky. And Nut, in fact, in particular, runs out and glances up at the moon and just sort of twirls in the moonlight. Huh. Huh. So... Must be why she was getting more solid. Yeah. Can we... Like make a check for we play twenty questions with Nut about what this uh, nope. what this solidity thing is. <laughs> oh, I mean you can you can ask her about it. Okay. But you can't make a check for it. You have to actually talk to her. Okay. Uh, so is the is the thing where you are kind of like invisible and then come back? Is that something that happens with a periodicity? Does it happen like every day, or is it just a, a one-off event and now you're back? She. One or two. 
She shakes her head. Okay. It's neither. Um, and she looks around and she picks up a stick. And even just being able to touch it seems incredible to her. And she begins tracing out a copy of something. And as she traces it out, it's a copy of a calendar. And this is the month of Shadowfell. In the fifth, this is the fifth cycle of profession of progression. It is the month of Shadowfell. It's the f- coming towards the end of the month of Shadowfell now. The final month before the New Year is the month of Mechanus. And she writes out, and it's very clearly a copy of some sort of fancy calendar she's seen, and she points to today's date, mm-hmm. which is, I believe, the 24th. And she makes this gesture that is like, she takes her two hands and she expands them outward. She points at the moon and sort of makes an arc of the moon thing and makes a... So it has to do with the month. She shakes Well, she does like a wavy motion. And what, she... What's the phase of the moon right now? Uh, the moon is just a tiny sliver. Um, but she, she points to that date again. And she makes sort of a... She makes a dancing light in her hand. Um, and she says, she shows you the dancing light. She sort of hovers it up, so it's almost like uh, it's like a it's a light hanging in the sky. And she makes a sign of, she makes a little sign. Her hands close together, Only and then she disappears it. And then she draws out a long. Most solid so, at the new moon. Or shakes most her head. solid at the full moon. Shakes her head. Most solid in the month of Shadowfall. Nods her head, but not gives you like does the wavy hands again to show not exactly. New moon of Shadowfall. Full, full moon of Shadowfell. Shakes her head again. Um, she she draws, and it takes her a minute because again she is copying something. She's not drawing her own image. She is drawing in the sand a copy of a much more complex image of a sun. And then she does the small hands gesture again, like the two hands close together, short. And then she draws a copy of the moon, and draws out. Her hands wide, oh. and she points the day again and says, and makes a big Are we gesture. Near, like a solstice. Uh, you're actually on the solstice. Oh. This is the longest night of the year. God, okay. mm-hmm. that makes sense. Cause wasn't it like 5 p.m. when we went into the cave, and we were only in there for a couple of hours. And it so. is very deep yeah. in the night. And so she draws out again, you know, and she nods and says, and sort of gets, yeah. Oh man, there's probably like a party back in town. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you always been this way? Shakes her head. She points to herself and she says, and she holds up five fingers. Five years? Mm-hmm. When you were five. Mm-hmm. She nods at that. And so she says, she then makes sort of like a wavy, like she points at herself, she makes like a wavy motion, like she's showing like she's, you know, like wavy, shadowy sort of thing, and then holds up three fingers. So for three years. been that way for three years. Thumbs up. That math Did, works. Yes. <laughs> was there a portal into Shadowfell? She nods her head. Did you fall through or did someone take you through? She takes a moment to pick up the stick again and she draws a copy of... It's almost the... It takes like a full three minutes for her to draw it out properly. It's the copy of some kind of portrait. And it's, it's hard to tell in the sand and she's very, very careful about stepping around it and things like that. And it's the portrait of a family. It looks like a family of a couple of Kenku. And there's a little kid. And then she kicks out four of the members, leaving only the child. Mm-hmm. They, they killed your family? She nods. And I'm they sorry. took you through the portal? She shakes her head. She, makes, she starts running. 
And thought you ran away from them. Thumbs up. Okay. And then she shrugs and gestures to herself as if, you know, like a... Well, since then you've been this way. Is the guy a solstice party? (laughs) (laughs) Just a question. Were you really about to say, that's rough, buddy? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) I know a kid who might like to go get some pastries. She nods. She, it seems, as far as you can tell what she's told you is this is the one night of the year that she is able to interact properly with your world with the prime material plane and she is so ecstatic to do Mm -hmm. that as she begins pulling you back pulling dust particularly back towards town let's get back yeah and we're gonna end the session there because we ran way over i'm sorry guys (laughs) hey everyone this is the dm liz just wanted to thank you for listening all the way to the end we hope you're enjoying the game we put a lot of work into it this episode in particular took like seven hours for me to edit and it means a lot to us that you listen. If you like the podcast, please let us know. You can follow us on our Instagram, uh, which is the username is standard underscore heroes, where I post pictures of the themed food that I make for each session. Uh, you can also tweet us on Twitter at your standard, which I am learning to use specifically for this podcast because I don't typically. Uh, or you can like our Facebook page, which is just your standard heroes, uh, which is probably the best maintained just because. That's the one I know how to do. If you want to help us out, please subscribe to us on SoundCloud or iTunes and leave us a comment or a review. I hear those really help podcasts. Uh, But again, thanks just for listening. It's great to be able to share this game that we love with you. Uh, You can also, we do have a website, uh, yourstandardheroes.com, where you can find out more about us if you'd like to uh, and reach out to us. Uh, You can also shoot us an email anytime at yourstandardheroes at gmail.com. Uh, So yeah, please remember to, uh, the worst instincts with this, I just want to say, please remember to like, subscribe, and comment. That's all wrong. That's all YouTube stuff. This is audio. Thanks. I hope you tune in next week for our next episode. Have a great week, guys.